get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 74th episode of the What Up, Though? podcast. I'm yeah. loud as hell, so I'm going to sit back a little bit. <laughs> I'm still loud. Damn, I'm going to sit way back. Or just uh, move the mic away. You don't got to like, move your seat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I suppose. And we got these old nice-ass uh, mic stands and shit, man. That shit movable. But yeah, welcome back. Uh, last week, we uh, did episode with uh two guests um well one's kind of surprised and the other one was actually uh a set guest uh shout out to anthony again for opening up his home and uh that was a long fucking episode i'm surprised they got as many listens as it did it seemed like the longer the episode sometimes it seemed like the yeah. less the, the the less listens we get or plays or whatever so how's it looking so far i haven't uh, looked at it at all I think it's like 50 some plays or something i guess that's okay yeah but I mean, that's good for when it was almost three hours. That was probably our second longest one ever. Right, right, right. But that was a good one, though. Like, that was like... What was the one that was three hours? I can't remember what we talked about. But I can't I, I, don't, I can't remember if I felt like that was like a strong one after we were done. But I would imagine being that long, it probably was. But the this one this one was really good like i thought that was a, i thought that was a really good podcast i feel like that would be one people would enjoy and it would be an easy what was it like 245 250 yeah, yeah, yeah. like i feel like that would be a, a fairly easy nearly 3 hours to get through like uh it can never be as great as this but like the uh combat <laughs> jack with ice tea on it oh yeah that that's one of the that the, was the first 3 hour podcast i ever listened to and it was that's like one of the, the amazing the episodes. I mean, I think I hold combat combat jack. Excuse me, in high regard of podcast, but me too. That episode in particular was definitely the goat. I guess you want to call it what you young folks say the uh, the goat of 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 episodes. I mean, it was it wasn't even like a, a a low moment. Like it just was like it was dope the whole fucking way through. I think that with with this being the last podcast, twenty fifteen, and if we if if you post it tomorrow, which I don't, um, I would imagine you would, oh, yeah, we'll be posting it on the very last day. Oh, the so like the looking back on 2015. I mean, we could talk about looking back on 2015 a little bit later, but uh, in that respect, I don't I don't know if that episode was in 2015. It might have been 14. I'm not sure, but if that episode was 2015, that was one of the best podcast. That was probably like the best podcast episode of 2015. And I would imagine any any podcast that I would talk about the Ice T, yeah, the Ice T one. I would imagine that any podcast out of all the podcasts that I listen to, if I was to rank the top few episode, like single episodes, they probably all be Combat Jack episodes. Honestly, like his when when he's on, well, not when he's on because he's always on, but when he has a guest that just has really good stories and shit, man, that his his podcasts are phenomenal, man. Yeah, I I haven't listened. It's been two two podcast episodes that I haven't listened to out of shit. 
all of them or mostly all of them at least in the last solid year that i haven't listened to just because i wasn't interested in the people uh i think the most recent one was wendy williams and i have no really interest real interest to listen to her although i feel like she could have potentially really yeah good you know what too, though. Uh, yeah i, I, I saved that one as one to listen to later i just i i don't know she's she's not the answer to me but interesting to me excuse me but from a i guess a media standpoint it may be cool but off just off off rip she doesn't really inter- interest me i don't know why i can't say this shit today i'm not even drunk um <laughs> she doesn't interest me too much uh and then it was think ty dollar sign i don't even know what the fuck he is or, no, is he a rapper that. or a singer i think he's a rapper yeah i don't know i just he didn't really interest me interest me no i either. no not at all and the crazy so, thing about po- combat jack podcast too is that he does have a knack for making somebody who i think i don't care about actually be interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's times where I'll actually give something, I'll actually consider something that I wouldn't consider otherwise if it was somebody else's show. Like, if whoever it was was on, I don't know, I can't think of some a lesser podcast, but, like, that does the same thing. But if they were on that person's podcast, I might not listen to it. But with Combat Jack, I'd be like, you know, I'll give this shit a chance. Yeah, they got Ice-T, like, a, they say a year. So, I don't know, they won't get an actual... Oh, okay. So, it may have been... Uh, Early, yeah. early 2015 or late 2014, but uh, that yeah, definitely the best, the best one I've heard. So, yeah. anyway, how was your uh, your your Christmas uh in the uh the what is what is your uh, your Facebook location says for your the the house of oh House Lacoma Winterfell yeah Winterfell okay yeah, that's <laughs> what it was Winterfell <laughs> nah it was cool I mean I wasn't there I wasn't at home oh. <laughs> Christmas is a Christmas is a hectic time from Christmas and Thanksgiving. That whole actually that whole time period is hectic for me because Canada celebrates an entirely different day for Thanksgiving. So I have two Thanksgivings. Oh, like they okay. have one in October. So like I have like I was slightly wondering what was your reference to Thanksgiving like for for a quick second. Yeah, you said okay. Because <laughs> I was just thinking of the holidays. I'm like, well, nigga, it was just typically Christmas. yeah. Typically right. <laughs> you think like the holidays, you just think Thanksgiving and Christmas. But for me, right. there's like a, another Thanksgiving. So I actually have three that are kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But um. I have way too many places to go, so those times are very hectic. Like I'll I'll go to the like I'll tell you what my uh, my Christmas was like. Uh, Christmas Eve, um, I went to my wife's. Why am I making this so complicated? I guess mother-in-law. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm still not good with these yet. <laughs> like I, I'm still new to this. Uh, mother-in-law's house, and we spent the night there on Christmas Eve. Christmas morning, we opened up some presents there. Then we went to her dad's house from there, had breakfast, uh, opened up some present presents. This was just me and me and my wife. And then after we left his house, we went to go pick up Michael from his mom. Then I took him. We all three of us went to my mom's place, uh, opened up presents, ate. Then we went back to her mom's place, spent the night again. Then went back to her dad's house the next morning again for breakfast again and another gift exchange again and then uh i think that was finally it went back to her mom's place stayed there for a little bit and then me and michael came home and played video games <laughs> yeah but that was, that's just one day that's the uh, two but oh, yeah. yeah the and then the another thing is that december 26th is boxing day in canada which is like their i guess their uh their black friday is so, it Boxing Day because of the actual the sport of boxing? Or I, it- no, I was about to say, no, I don't know. No, I actually <laughs> do know. Um, no, it actually has to do with um, 
oh shit, I'm gonna fuck it up. It has to fuck. It has something to do with actual boxes, like boxing of gifts, like oh. the boxing of gifts or something uh, like that. Like okay. I don't know. I, I I don't know the full the full thing of it, but yeah, it doesn't have to do with the sport of boxing. But it was uh that's almost kind of that's basically a holiday for them too. So that's why we had well we also had multiple gift exchanges because her dad had a um we have a his side of the family has like a gift exchange like a um uh fuck what's the I'm drawing a blank what's the name of the thing where you pull somebody else's name and you got to get a gift or shit Secret Santa yeah that okay so <laughs> so they have a Secret Santa or I feel whatever. like well, I feel like every, most episodes we have like this unspoken game of taboo where we're trying <laughs> to like figure out what the other person is talking about. Like, I'm like, right now, it's like, I'm not drunk at all, but I had one cigar before we started recording, but that bitch is like a mammoth fucking cigar, and I have like such a strong hair buzz from it, I almost feel like I'm high. So it's like, I'm like, struggling to remember words and shit, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, but, it's like, you know, our our, our, our pregame uh, typically consists of having a cigar or two, and drinks and so forth, and um, since today it was actually like, cold, we was like, well, we can't sit outside to do the podcast because it's cold as fuck. So we just sat in my truck and smoked cigars and drank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't a a a, a tra- I guess the traditional pregame we have or whatever. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so I'm I'm reading I'm reading some article on Boxing Day, and I probably should have read like a wiki or something. But um, observe an- annually on December twenty sixth. Uh, Boxing Day was traditionally the day employers would give their staff Christmas presents called boxes to celebrate <laughs> the season. Since, But since the day after Christmas is now a statutory holiday in our modern society, we often give those boxes to ourselves. Uh, that really doesn't explain much. I guess it's gift-giving. I don't know. But, yeah, you you, you you've, uh, have to start embracing... Um, Canadian culture now, so I think you need to know these things in case they ask you. You have to yeah. like bring bags of milk and shit to, to put <laughs> dude. The bags of milk thing is still one of the funniest things I've learned about Canada. I now. saw a sign for that at a, at a gas station. We were driving by it. We were driving by it. I was like, oh man, there. I have to, I have yet to actually see one. I got to go in there and look. What a bag of milk. Yeah. So your her people haven't. Oh, you haven't like. I've never milk? actually seen one. Like I don't even know if they drink milk. Like, I, I, whenever I go over, like okay, whenever I go over mom's house. I either have, like, water or some pop. Maybe I'll have a little bit of liquor or beer or whatever. And then whenever I go over, over her dad's house, it's 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 strictly, like, liquor. So, like, I'm just drinking, like, the whole time. I'm, like, I, I don't think people... I don't know. I don't think they drink milk. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they even have milk. Yeah, I have to go I, into I, a I store feel, and look and like, see it. I feel like if you didn't find a bag of milk in any of their houses, it's like some fraud shit. Like, that shit ain't really real. <laughs> or, they ain't, or they not real Canadians. Like, you gotta find this shit. I don't like, even be in their fridge like that. Uh, you gotta go on someone's fridge and find I, Yeah, shit. I never think about it. I should look. Yeah. Like, where do you even store that shit? Like, you think, like... Like when we think of milk, it comes in containers. You can just set that on a shelf. Can you put a bag of milk on a shelf? Does it just spread well, I out? I thought it was like, <laughs> or is it a it bag was, inside a box? No, I thought, I thought, I thought your wife had said it was like a bag and like a pitcher. Oh, okay. Well, so right. always. So every time I picture it, I always think of like, you know, you know, you have like a, a garbage bag that's too big for the garbage can, so it's all hanging on the side <laughs> of it. That's what I picture the bag of milk is. Like we got this picture in the refrigerator, and you got this big ass bag like tied on a knot on the side or some shit. I wonder if that's how it is. 
yeah, I can't I, believe I've never looked for that before. I, I think I would think that that's it. Like I'm searching a bag of milk online and see what pictures show up. Is that? Yeah, one of the pictures. Yeah, dude, it's like it's like a bag. Well, they don't have it wrapped around the the picture, but it's essentially just a bag inside of a picture. I mean, it doesn't get more descriptive than that. It's literally just a bag. But then what? That none of these pictures show it like after it's open. It's just a bag. It's almost like a bag of rice, <laughs> and then it's like inside of a, a fucking pitcher. But it's milk. But yeah. But we won't talk about that anymore because uh, we, we did enough of that one. Um. So yeah. So yeah. My uh, Christmas was was kind of it was cool. We uh we we went to my my mom and sister's house um for Christmas Eve, and we did it um, hung over there since we were going to my wife's parents on Christmas, and we just did did dinner and drinks oh we played taboo and uh that was the first time my mom had played taboo before i don't know so, if i've ever played taboo like really? i know of it but like i'm not sure i mean i played it unintentionally but i don't think i've ever actually played the actual game really yeah i don't think so yeah so so you know the whole gist of taboo yeah i think you I got do. the for those who don't know <laughs> i think i do tattoo ta- tattoo taboo is uh you have a word that you have to describe that you have to have your your team guess, and then so you have that word, and then you have. Yeah, I have I have the actual game down here. Um, so you have a word that you have to have your team describe. Oh, this is a newer version too. So I'll throw you a few cards. So you can look at it. So you gotta have this card. You gotta get somebody. Oh wait, no, I have played this. I think I played it. I played it at work actually. Yeah. So well, you, you gotta have... get them to guess it without saying this list of words. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. for instance, the card I have now, you have to. The word is chain, and the words that you can't say chain c h a i n slave. Right. <laughs> actually, no, that's not even one of them. Right. <laughs> no, so the words you can you can you can't say are jury links smoke. Letter. Smoke. Oh, like chain smoke. Yeah. And gang. Like chain gang. Can't say. Yeah. So. Oh, I get that easy. Yeah. And then you have like harder. I mean, I don't even know how, which, which ones is harder or whatever, but you have other ones like you got touch and you can't say feel, sense, iPod, screen. I'd say, I'd say famous Omarion song. Right. See that? That's <laughs> what, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it gets creative when you. And the only problem with that, with stuff like that, is that people who are not in touch, but everybody should be in touch to know the fucking, I, uh, Omari, I made a song like that. But I always see it where people, uh, they'll find a word and then they'll see the word on there and they'll be like, all right, I know this one person on a team would know what I'm talking about. So they start describing the situation, but the other teammates have no idea what the fuck. So you like wasting time. It's almost like you got to be a hundred percent, a hundred percent sure that that person is going to guess it like that. So if you got to do this whole story and you talking to that one person and they don't get it, the other people on your team just sitting around like I don't, even, I can't reference this fucking story and shit. Yeah, you got to be able to think outside the box. Yeah, and that's pretty much what what it is. Uh, thinking outside the box is is pretty much taboo. So. My mom had never played, so it was kind of a <clears throat> an interesting uh, situation because a lot of most people who play taboo st- start using gestures 
to like describe so they use their hands and stuff okay and that's not the part of the game that's a whole other game gestures so you can't use any gestures to try to explain stuff so so my mom she said I think one of the clues she had was devil and she says uh, she said it's the opposite of God I'm I guarantee God was probably one of the words you couldn't use. So she already <laughs> got that wrong. So she's like the opposite of God. And then she says, so it's, it's not God, but, and she starts pointing down <laughs> like the devil's in the ground or some shit. The funniest shit ever, man. So that I'm was looking. pretty fun. Although she got most of them wrong and she, she was having problems not using her hands and, uh, Oh, and another, Oh, <laughs> So, one of the words was whip. Okay. And so she starts doing the arm dance for whip. Well, that's kind of a good one, though. Yeah, kinda. but she can't. you can't use gestures, so you can't even use that. You, you could, Oh, so you can't do her arm shit. You, you can't, can't do it at all. You can't do like a movement. She could have just describe. said it then. Yeah, she could have. But she, I doubt that the words now watch me are not no, in no, the no, list. No. <laughs> See, that would have been a good thing to say, now watch me, you know. And then, right. Yeah. So you would have been to do that, but she starts doing the arm thing and shit. We're like, no, you can't do Mom, that. Mom, you can't do that shit. Man, she was so pissed because everything she wanted to describe and so forth, she couldn't do. So that was cool. And then, uh, like, uh, Christmas, we went to um, my wife's parents' house. So we just, it was, we just watched, watched basketball, ate her, uh, brother and his wife and kids and stuff was over so are these cards color coded by difficulty mm-hmm. so what's the most difficult ones because like see, a lot of thing. ones i'm looking at i could i could run see, off a lot is, of these see, easily this, and it's easy to kind of like dance around the words see, you can't say see, it, this version is a newer version and it was the the original version only had two sides it was mm-hmm. either hard or not and it was it was pretty obvious which ones was which with these ones i can't really tell um, cause now instead of the t- just one side is one clue, these have two on each one, and I'm not sure. I think the blue might be hardest, cause like, like I'm looking at a blue one. It has the word tap, and you can't say water, faucet, pat, keg, or dance. Well, and when yeah. I think tap, I think of tap water. I think of tap dancing. I think of tapping a keg, and I think of tap water. Like all these things are like the shit you can't yeah, I say. Think blue is the hard one, cause I'm looking at one that says. A clue, what the fuck? Like a like a sound, like the I guess a bird sound or something. What the, the fuck? And all of the, the clues are bird sound, clock, craziness. <laughs> so like when it says roadkill, you can't say animal, hit, car, splat, or flat. Right. Like that sounds hard. But like all these other ones, I could do these easy. Like one is nocturnal. You can't say animal, active, night, sleep, or day. I would just say uh, this type of species. I, I'll say that an owl is this type of species. Something like that. Oh, owl's not on there. Nah. Oh yeah. That's so cool. like that kind of gives it away. One is bookmark, and, but surprisingly, book is not one of the words that you can't say. So you could just say you put this in a book to save your page. Like, well, actually, save is one of the words you can't say. But I would just replace save. Like you put this in a book to remember your page or whatever. Like right. so, these green, the green was kind of easy, but and then uh, yeah, before so so another part of the game is that well. Not another part, but in addition to you trying to pick it out, you have a person from the opposite team is watching to make sure you don't say those words. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. then they usually have a buzzer. They hit the buzzer, and it's like an ant when you do yeah. it. But not a new buzzer has, like, <laughs> like an annoying, like, 
I think I'm going to keep this one random before I rest of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just to click it and do random. How do we get on talking about Taboo? Um, that's what I did with my with Oh, Christmas yeah, so you did on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and uh, Christmas is kind of uneventful. We just, you know, went over to parents' house and had dinner and stuff like that. So, yeah, so that was pretty much week. I got some, co- I got some cool, like, really cool random-ass gifts. Like, I got this screwdriver called a hammerhead, and it was, like, dope as hell because <laughs> yeah. it has, like, it's a, it's a battery-powered little hand drill, and it has, like, a wire stripper, uh, a voltage tester had a flashlight on it. That sounds it, awesome. Yeah, for yeah, for that. I don't want to say the home improvement or person in me or whatever. Then I got some cookbooks. I got some cool. cool I got I got one that's cooking with all things cooking with beer. Hmm. Um, one is all uh, cooking all things cooking with red hot. And then that other one's just a grilling one in general. So that was a pretty cool. So did you get anything cool, uh, cooler worth talking about for Christmas? Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. Like, I mean, like various little knickknacks. Uh, nothing too crazy. It's typical standard shit that you give an adult who has kids. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll get your kid a whole bunch of shit, and then we'll give you like socks. <laughs> but this, the funny thing is, is like that kind of shit I value anyway. So like. If I get like socks or some shit like that, I'm like, cool. I could use some new socks. I yeah, can throw I, out these white ones that look fucking crusty as shit. I can throw them bitches out. <laughs> or like I got like, uh, excuse me. Um, I got a Game of Thrones blanket that I wanted. Um, I know most of the shit I got. Most of the shit that I got was shit from Michael that I thought was cool. Like Michael got a whole bunch of cool shit that I thought was cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's pretty pretty much it. I got a lot of Star Wars shit, like T-shirts and shit like that, because I guess family was just noticing that I was just talking about Star Wars a lot. So I got a lot of cool Star Wars shit, um, and then I got like generic stuff that an adult needs, like shaving sets and uh, <laughs> you know, so, like typical stuff like that that a kid would be like, "This is the worst Christmas ever." But an adult is like, "Cool, I can use this." <laughs> like, yeah, I, now I don't have to go out and buy myself a shaving thing. I was just out of shaving shit, and now I can not have to buy that. Yeah, we got a. Uh, I think her her sister in law made us this lion's blanket. It was kind of dope. So that was kind of cool. As far as like you mentioned the Star Wars blanket, like, yeah. So that was cool. But yeah, like I and I think her. I think my mother in law got me. She gave me some cash, which is always good. Yeah, that was the downside. I didn't get any cash or gift cards. I'm like, I could really use that. <laughs> yeah, so I got some cash. I think her. Oh, actually, that's I got. I got cash from her parents, and then her grandmother gave me cash. So that was kind of cool. Oh yeah, you cleaned um, up. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it, it went to like uh, <laughs> put uh, overdraft that I had on my account. <laughs> so it was just oh, like, adult eh, life. Adult adulting life. is trash. Dude, it is so fucking trash. <laughs> So I was happy just to get the cash so I could just clear my account. Right. Bring my account back up to right. plus zero. I got $200. Now my account is at $5 instead right, of right. negative 195 That's exactly <laughs> what it was like. So I was just like, ah, boo, whatever. So, but yeah, other than that, man, it was, uh, it was okay. I don't know. It's like, although technically nothing really changes as far as the new year. I mean, like. Oh, I did get a cool drinking book. Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> it was shit. about Canadian, uh, Canadian drinks. It's like a book of just about how to make Canadian drinks and shit. Oh. I'm like, oh, I can use that. Did you look now at it? Like, Did you look at it? I skimmed it. It, was, it had some nice stuff in there. It had a couple of things I wanted to try. Well, so now it. I have two, I have two uh, drinking books 
that I fully intend on using. I have one that's like a full bar guide and shit has like everything in it. It's just like the size, like it's small in stature, but it's really thick. And then I got the Canadian small in stature, but really thick. It sounds like a dick joke waiting to happen. Um, but uh, and then the Canadian yeah, like in that drinks. nice girth. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got a book. It's small, but it has a lot of girth. <laughs> has girth ever been used to refer to anything other than like dicks and like fat people? Like, pretty much started using that shit to refer to books. No, I man, man, that new uh, Game of Thrones book has a lot of girth. Yeah, I, yeah. it's nothing else that I've really heard girth in relation to except dick. <laughs> Actually, just dick. I yeah. I, and so, which means I never use it. So, you know, it's like, yeah, no, that's a lot of girth. Like, like you ever get you got a sub from a, a sandwich? But hey, man, that's that 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 sound that sub was very girthy. <laughs> Like, no, that doesn't happen. You got to go to Subway, man. Them new subs got they, girth. They got some girth. Although, <laughs> what's funny is say that I was at, uh, where did I go today? Not Firehouse Subs. Uh, it's another sub place that they have here now that I only used to catch in Ohio. Um, I don't know why I want to say it wasn't Firehouse. It was, what the fuck place I went to today? It has fire in the name, or well, Firehouse is one of them. Um, but the one I went to is Fire Station. Damn, what the fuck is that sub place? Fuck, I can't even think of the name of it now. You are listening to What Up Though Podcast Live, <laughs> right? Exactly, and we are officially fucking up. Uh, anyway, the subs is really good. I don't know why I can't think of the name Sub Place Nine and shit. Cigars, probably why you can't think of it. Yep, cigars and other shit. So yeah, so I'm coming down off my cigar buzz, so I should I should be able to speak and think a little bit better. We'll see. Only time will tell. Yeah, so we're 25 minutes in, ain't talked about shit at all. <laughs> it's been a lot of rambling. So Whew. what uh? Yeah, gotta where, get together. Where, where should we go? Should we go serious? Should we go lighthearted? Let's go. Mm, let's let's go. Let's go semi-lighthearted. So let's go to, um, let's talk about uh, Steph Curry. Okay. So uh, Mark Jackson, apparently, I didn't see the the game that this happened in, but Mark Jackson, and for those who don't know, Mark Jackson is a former NBA player. He spent probably the best part of his career, if not most of his career, with the Pacers. Um, he's currently an NBA analyst, and he used to coach the Golden State Warriors, and he was color commentating a Warriors game and uh, just to uh, I guess just to summarize his point he said that he feels that Steph Curry is kind of hurting the game because he sees a lot of kids who uh, just want to shoot threes and shit and there's been a whole lot of talk about Mark Jackson kind of hating on the Warriors success post his tenure there and I think that that sentiment comes through so well in that commentary because for me as a, a lifelong NBA fan, a lot, a, a big portion of my, I guess, adult NBA watching career, I felt was kind of sullied by a time period where it was all about uh, driving to the basket and dunking. Right. And I thought that was hurting the game. So when a guy like actually around the time when the Pistons were good and Rip Hamilton was just, like, killing the mid-range jumper game and shit. I I was so appreciative of that and why why Rip was one of my, 
I wouldn't say, well, no, everybody was kind of like my favorite player on the team. But what I really appreciated about Rip was that he brought back uh, a a very solid basketball fundamental, which is the mid-range jumper or the jumper in general in an age where it was all about guys like LeBron who uh, just would just drive to the basket and dunk. And LeBron right now, is he seasoned his game quite a bit. But LeBron's jumper was pretty trash at that point in his career. And everybody was like all about those guys who would do that flashy shit. And I thought that was hurting the game. And, and that a lot of the fundamentals like shooting or free throw shooting or defense and shit like that, all that was slept on in the interest of getting a guy who can just like drive to the basket and dunk. So for Mark Jackson to look at a guy like Steph Curry and, and say that he's hurting the game, I, I, that was just like the epitome of being a hater to me because like how can you say that someone's hurting the game when they are bringing the uh talent of shooting the ball not not even talent because you can work hard enough and become a good shooter the the solid fundamental of shooting the ball like is the basics of basketball shooting and dribbling like somebody who is emphasizing one of the most important aspects of playing basketball shooting and excelling at it and say that they're hurting the game. I thought like that that was just such a hater comment to me. Like Steph Curry's one of the best things to happen to basketball in a long time cuz he's good at a lot of the stuff that a lot of guys take for granted or that they don't even excel at or even really care to improve at. I I thought that was amazing. I I Mark Jackson's con- continued to like make an ass of himself. Yeah, I when I heard the comment, well, I didn't hear the I was funny cuz I was actually watching the game, but I didn't. I saw the comment on Twitter, and I had to like go back and like search his name on Twitter to see like is somebody making this shit up or did he really like make this fucking comment? And I start going back through the comments, and I'm like, man, I really felt bad for Mark Jackson when you know he was you know let go as coach there at Golden State, and like man, it, I just hate to see like blacks especially in coaching and nba which is like far and few between like not do well and things of that nature but when he said that shit i was just like you know he's a fucking like if anything i thought i would have thought that the era of iverson and his like crazy ass crossover was like hurting that the game of 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 basketball for kids like you know how many traveling calls will be called just from <laughs> all of the shit that Iverson did in his era and things of that nature. But I don't I don't see how he can make such a with a, a basketball IQ of his that I thought was like really great. Like to make such a claim like that is just like so asinine. Like it I don't get it. Like, you know he's probably at this point maybe the most accurate three point shooter that we've seen in a season. Yeah, he's when I think of great shooters, I think seen, of him, I think of Larry Bird, I think of Reggie Miller, and I think of Steph Curry. Have you seen this? At stat, least in my time, have you seen this stat that shows that uh, it, it was a sh- and I, I want to I sound silly even saying it, but I saw a stat that's showing that Steph Curry has made more threes than Larry Bird already, like in his career or like in a single season. I gotta find this. Man, shit. <laughs> I was like, you gotta look at. I feel like that's gonna be hard to look up, though. Like that could take a while. The Bleacher Report did this picture. Of, I don't think it's possible. I, 
I'm like 95% sure that it's not possible that's, that he's that's made why, more threes than Larry up. Bird. It sounds fucked up. That's why... Uh, he might have made more threes so far this season than Larry Bird had made in a season, possibly, but... Yeah, that sounds more... Uh, Larry Bird Larry Bird played too long and was too good at shooting. I can't imagine that. Yeah, Steph Curry, like, Steph Curry's been... That doesn't, it doesn't sound right. Um, Steph Curry's been excelling for what, maybe two three years like i don't i don't think that uh <laughs> i don't think that's possible no dude there's a stat that says larry bird made 649 three-pointers for his 13-year career and the stat saying that that's 649 there's a stat <laughs> saying that steph curry made 687 since the start of the 2013 season so it is saying that he's made more. Yeah, it is saying his over his career. What year? Two thousand what? For Since Steph Curry, two thousand thirteen. <laughs> I mean, I think we can look anywhere and any stats of Larry Bird in the show total three pointers made. I I want to look that up because I feel like I I, I want I don't feel like looking it up. To verify it, but I just feel like that can't be true. That's why I said I felt silly even saying it because that sounds crazy that Steph Curry could have more three-pointers than Larry Bird. In three seasons. Because he's only been in the league three seasons. You said 2013, right? Well, or 12? Since the start. Of, and that, 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 I, I read that it's not necessarily meaning that Steph Curry started in thir- 2013. No, I it think he did. Said, okay, if it is, okay. I wasn't sure what year he started, but... No, he is new to the league. I don't know if he's yeah, obviously, you know, yeah, I know he's new to the league, but that didn't make it. That didn't make me think to say that that was when he started in the league, but just say it since the 2013 season. So I don't know. I <laughs> I feel like it's worthy of a search, but I'm like, it is. I'm looking this shit up. I can't believe that's. Nah, man, that's several hundred three threes a year, and. <laughs> nah, man, that can't be right. Uh, yeah, like I feel like we could look up Larry Bird's stats, uh, and it would give us the total number of threes he made. But I feel like it would be like it should be more than that, mm, or whatever the, whatever the number is. Like I don't, I don't know where you could look up to see like how many three three pointers you know he's made. But it does say that. Larry Bird made six. What was the number you gave? Six forty nine. So that that does appear to be the number of threes that Larry Bird made in his career. Yeah, but uh, man, I have a lot of trouble believing that Steph Curry has made that much in three seasons. I, I mean, it, I yeah. I, I mean, I, I could it. man, I could be wrong, but Jesus fucking Christ, man! Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I tell you though, like I, when I when I saw that, and I didn't search it at that time, but. I was just like, and that's and that's just as he came in the league in two thousand nine. So when I'm been, looking at it, it says he's made twice that many. But yeah, that's why I say that started that started from two thousand thirteen. He came in the league in two thousand nine. It says he's made a thousand one thousand three hundred thirty one. Right, and that's what I've just read. I man, <laughs> 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 I can't, I can't. 
it's, it's almost like seeing a magic trick and you don't get <laughs> that's mind-boggling dog like how i mean i can rationalize how it could be possible but that's insane uh and the crazy part is is that from what i'm seeing he like his first season like his first season he made 166 second season 151 third season 55 then it goes up to 272, 261, 286, and currently he's made 140. Jesus Christ. So his highest season, his lowest season was 55 threes, and his highest was two was 286. So, And with Bird, his highest was 194. So, no, no, I'm sorry. Take that back. Wait, wait, wait. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry. His highest was 90. That was his attempt, my my apologies. With Larry Bird, Larry Bird was a prolific three-point shooter in the sense of accuracy and his his showings in a three-point contest. So maybe what we're looking at is the fact that Larry Bird was a prolific shooter, but Larry Bird also played the small four. He probably didn't shoot anywhere near the volume at the small well, four. Well, yeah, obviously. Alone, yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> rationalize it. So, it must be this. I'm glorifying Larry Bird's threes in my head based on the fact that I know he was a great shooter. Dude, every, so, I'm thinking like, okay. Everybody had to, though. I mean, because there's no way. I mean, to see that picture and to be in. And like I say, dude, I saw it and I was like, I'm going to do the research one day. But it wasn't. To, that wasn't that day. But I figured this would be a great time to bring it up. Yeah, and so to see, like, so is he, that really? Let's here, here, but here we can put in perspective. So this is how I know that we were overestimating the volume of threes that Larry Bird shot because his number is what was it six something? So six forty nine. And you said his most, the most he had was ninety something a season. So that just lets us know that he just wasn't shooting them like that. He was good in the three point contest, and he was a all time great shooter, but he just wasn't launching threes like that. I pulled up Reggie Miller's stats, 2,563 for his career. So, so, so granted, that shows that it's not so much, I mean, well, this is not to knock Steph at all, because, I mean, obviously he's an amazing shooter, but this just is just a statement to the fact that Larry Bird just didn't shoot him like that. Now, a guy what? like Reggie Miller, who does shoot what, him like that, he got a ton. Okay. Nope. I don't know if this is. Okay, so but even even Steph, I mean, he shoots a lot more, but his percentage of making them is still higher. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you talking about labor? No, Steph. no, Steph Curry. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like his percentage is higher, but yeah. I'm just I'm just saying we we must have built up, I guess, I, the volume of which Larry Birds, Bird was shooting. Birds, uh, he he ended at thirty seven percent, and currently, uh, Reggie Steph, uh, Steph Curry's three point percentage is insane. Is ungodly though. It's 44 percent. Yeah, so that's insane. It. That's insane. Like thirty seven is a really good number. Like that's a strong yeah, number. A, a one plus out of three, you know, making them. Yeah, that's great. That's a that's a strong that's a strong number. So do you especially think, coming out of do the you three think spot, they will crown him as the, one of the best three pointers, three point shooters. Absolutely, I think he's already kind of been crowned as one of the best shooters. Shooters, period. And it, justifiably so. He absolutely is one of the best shooters I've ever seen. So, he, it's definitely. I just was a, 
I was just surprised by the fact that Steph Curry ain't been in the league that long to have more than Larry Bird during that time period. But I guess in my head I was overestimating how much Larry Bird shot him. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. But, yeah, no, Steph Curry is still, he's he's probably the best shooter I've ever seen. And Ray, Ray, I, I read a story where Reggie Miller said that he still feels like he could outshoot Steph Curry. And I... I don't, I don't, I don't... I'm a huge, I'm a huge Reggie Miller fan, and again, I wouldn't, no, I, I kind of, I wouldn't dismiss it, per se, like, like, oh, that's ridiculous, it's an interesting conversation to have, but nah, I think Steph Curry's a way better shooter than Reggie Miller, and I love Reggie Miller, I think Reggie Miller's, my, uh, my memories of Reggie Miller as an NBA player are more in tune with the idea of him making them three pointers that hurt. Not so much, not so much like, oh, Reggie Miller is like one of the greatest three point shooters of all time. My thing is like, Reggie Miller is one of the greatest three point shooters of all time when it comes to like making the threes that that break your soul in half. <laughs> like, like that's that's what he would do if if the game was on the line and Reggie Miller shooting a three, you might as well just call that game a L. And I've for ever since. Reggie Miller's retired. One of the things that I've always said um, during Pistons games, when the Pistons have a, uh, I would say, a substantial lead at the end of a game, we'll say 10, 11, 12 points, something like that, and there's only like 40 seconds left, mm-hmm. I'll say something like, well, the other team doesn't have Reggie Miller, so we're good. Right, right. And that would, that's something I've said that every year, uh, all the time since Reggie Miller retired, because he was the kind of guy where you could have that kind of lead and feel like, you're not quite safe because Reggie Miller could somehow just like fire off a whole bunch of threes and just kill you. But um, as far as like actually being a qual- uh, as a top level shooter, I feel like Reggie Miller is up there, but Steph Curry's got him. Yeah, I to see those numbers is just really like wow. Like, I mean, I, and I think, and it's nothing to take away from Bird, but I think we've. I, I want to say that I think we 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 held. Well, I can say that I think we've held we held Bird and maybe a higher regard as far as threes than we probably should have. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, uh, clearly we we held him in a higher regard in the sense of like we felt like he was way more of a prolific three point shooter than he was, and it still stands to reason that there's a possibility that if Bird shot them at the same clip because I, I bet if we looked at the attempts that there's a big disparity there too but I mean 44% is is insane um if but I still think we probably exaggerated how much he shoots him in general just because he had a prolific career as a shooter and he had a great run in the three-point contest well yeah he had one like, of the best runs ever in a three-point contest I don't know has Steph Curry won the three-point contest I can't recall it doesn't. I don't. I don't know. The three point contest is sketchy because you can have a great shooter in that shit, and then he just has a bad round and he's fucked. Well, I, okay. For for instance, for Bird, <clears throat> the most threes he attempted in a season was two twenty five. Steph Curry's made more than that in a season. Well, yeah. So that's the most he attempted, and he hit ninety that year. So he had like a forty percent. Uh, uh, so that's two twenty five is the most he's ever taken in a season. Um. Most Steph Curry's ever tapered is 600. No, it was actually <laughs> 646. Oh, I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> 646. Wow. And that season, he ended with 286 threes, which is like a 44%. Jesus. Yeah. That's so insane. He's taken a lot, totally a lot more. And 
Yeah. So. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've uh I haven't been very fortunate enough to watch him play as much as I would like. I don't get time to watch games as much and then I kind of fell out of caring about non-Pistons games because of what I mentioned earlier about the emphasis toward guys who just drive to the basket and dunk and then like you got uh just guys getting away with traveling and and everybody getting called for fouls all the time and I just thought the game just got like a whole lot sissier and I, I I've kind of fell out of watching non-Pistons games. So I I don't get to watch Steph Curry as much as I would like. I watched him on Christmas and that was the first full game I've actually watched of him. The first full game I've watched of him was the game that they played the Pistons that we watched while we were at La Casa. <laughs> that was probably <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that game. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably yeah. the well, first full so game I've watched. The of Christmas them. was the second one then. Yeah. The Christmas was the second one then. And actually this game he had got injured on Christmas and left out for a while and came back. So, I mean, yeah. So, anyway, that's interesting though. I guess that's a that's an interesting note. Uh, yeah, I, I I never really looked at stats like that, and yeah, that was that's that was a that that was we didn't even plan on talking about the bird thing, but the stats was just too crazy. You had to yeah, that's up. that's interesting. So that was enlightening. Yeah, very much so. So I slept in today a lot longer than normal, and. Um, I woke up, I don't know what time, maybe ten, eleven ish, and the first thing I see is that Cosby is being is being charged with. Sexual oh, we're shifting assault. to the serious part. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, like, fuck it, why not get it out the way? And I just thought, like, how? Like all of the cases that how I've always seen, it's always been you know the statute of limitations has been you know greater than whatever you know what us and so you know if anything it was like civil suits and all that shit but it was actually a fucking case that actually happened was it 2004 and I'm just like amazed that that shit actually happened like like this is really really happening like right the two day a day before the fucking year is about to end and Cosby Hoez is finally going to fucking jail like <clears throat> yeah and so, other than the fact that he's actually being charged, which would be interesting to see what happens and so forth. He he had a million dollar bond, uh, a bail, bond or bail? What's the? Is it? A I don't know difference? the difference. <laughs> Let's say bail for the sake of argument. And he posted a hundred thousand a dip. I think the craziest thing to me is that I've seen so many people today that I've normally seen was like really defending that asshole. Like that was just the craziest shit to me. Yeah, I don't, I think, because we had a podcast a while back where we talked about this when this was first really getting hot, mm-hmm. and I uh, I don't want to speak on your position, but I know I was pretty vocal in the idea of that at that time, we had no real evidence that he had done any of this shit. We just had like a whole bunch of people saying that he did, and I was saying that like, people were saying that, oh, he must have done it because these I, will, I don't know what the number was. We'll say 12 different women are all telling the same story. And I was like, that's not an indicator of shit. Like, his stories have been public. So, if it's not like you have to have experienced it to say that same story. Like, I could be, I could, you know, my mom or whatever could read that story. Say she was in L.A. or whatever at the time trying to audition for something. And say, like, he did this, 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 and it. And, and give a very detailed description based mm-hmm. upon the stories that are already out there. So, like, the fact that their stories all were the same, to me, was not an indicator that he did it. It was, like, that wasn't an indicator of anything. It was just an indicator that everybody read the same shit. 
But when he when the court documents came out where he was saying in the court documents that he was slipping bitches drugs and shit, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like this is kind of a dead giveaway. And then like then you see that he's been paying off women all this time, settling out of court and all that shit. At that point, it's pretty undeniable. So then when you get to the point where there's 40 women accusing him of this shit and you got the court documents, it's like, okay, you can't really deny it at this point anymore. So for at, I was one of like kind of like the last people to like kind of come over and say like, oh, yeah, he definitely did that shit. Like this shit is, you know, where there's where, the, where there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, people are saying that I think a little bit too early, but that's just me. But at this point, it's definitely a, a where there's smoke, there's fire kind of thing. And, um, yeah, for him to, I, when I first saw that story, my first thought was, why is this woman getting, you know, why is her case the one that's actually getting him charged as opposed to all the other ones? Other ones, right. Yeah, so I, that was my thing too. Yeah, so I read the, I read maybe like three or four articles and looked it up and from my understanding, this case is unique because of the fact that the statute of limitations isn't up on this because it happened in 2004 and, I think the most interesting thing to me about that was the fact that he was still raping in 2004. Like, Dude, he's he, like 78. He was like, yeah, I'm going to say, how old was he? Was say, he's 78 or 76 now. I can't remember the number. But that means he was 64 or 66 in 2004. Like, he's still raping at 66, man? Like, why? Like, so that means that he had a smooth 30 years of unencumbered rape. Just like, just doing it. Just knocking him out. Like... Like just filing them out, like I'm just keep keep them coming, keep that keep that number tallying, like just spinning on the counter, like uh, well I got 25 rapes, well let's see if I can go for 30. <laughs> He's just like racking them up, and I'm like man, that's crazy to think that like what I told you, like if I was if I was to say like if I was to rape somebody, if I raped somebody and got away with it, at that point I'm counting my blessings because like that shit is like. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. So, like, you, to think, think that for, from a legal standpoint, you could do it that done, many times. You've done wrong because I, uh, you've done some wrong and you got away with it, and you say, you know what, I'm not doing this shit ever again. Whatever your wrong has been, whether you know, it's that or something else, but to just keep on at it and at, at your old fucking ass age, you still fucking with people. Like, I just felt like he probably got comfortable enough where he just like, you know what, I'm still not going to get caught or whatever you know but it's like man your luck it, it's almost like like well that's not to say i'm gonna say like you know oj and all his shit that happened then he ended up fucking going to jail for some thievery shit right like it's gonna catch up with your punk ass yeah but i just wonder what's going on with his like in the head of his wife like yeah I feel that's like, crazy i feel like she's had to know this like yeah like who where was she when he was inviting women to all these parties at his house and shit and they're like where was she at Dude, there was did, did you did you watch a uh, um scandal this season? Nah. So they had. A, I, well, I watched like the first two episodes. Or something they had like an episode where it was a Bill Cosby ish person on there. The guy had raped. It was a professor who had like raped like multiple students or some shit like that. And 
one of the students actually came forward or whatever and went to Olivia to get, you know, help or whatever. And they end up finding I feel like out. they've done that story on Scandal like 43 yeah. times. And, they, he went to, <laughs> and I guess he, had, I won't say he drugged them or some shit like that. But the wife actually, you end up finding out that she actually knew about all this shit. And, you know, I feel like saying. I saw that one. But it, again, I feel like they've done that kind of story on Scandal so many times. Yeah. And I yeah. only watched like two episodes of the season before I fell out of it. And I didn't fall out of it on purpose because it was whack. It was just like, I just fell out and of I it. And I don't know what, I don't know how far. Like the flash came back on, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck, yeah, fuck it, I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> and, I, I, and I don't know how far. Oh, sidebar: um, the, the 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 sub place is called Jersey Mike's, but anyhow. it's not even close to Fire Fire Tavern. No, no, fire, whatever the fuck you say. Fire, fire. <laughs> that's that's another sub place. Oh, okay. And that was another one, but yeah, Jersey Mike's. Uh, that sounds familiar. Firehouse, yeah, but yeah, both of them got really good subs. It makes you think like, why the hell is like Subway still open? Because where is this right place here. at? Jersey this is out uh, in Canton, like. Four row okay, I'm not going out there. We go to Sam's Club out there, so we just oh, stopped okay. to eat first. But uh, anyway, but yeah. So it's just amazing that you know he's able to that he able to do all of this shit, and now it's finally catching up with his ass. So I hope he get ring. I think is he go to jail now? He's gonna die. I think the stress of it's probably gonna kill his ass. I think so too. I read an article that said that uh, some lawyer expert said that he. If if convicted, he faces at least three years, and I feel like if he got the very bare minimum three years, he probably wouldn't even make it out. Uh, no, I think the first year, I think the stress of the shit is probably gonna kill his ass. Probably, and I don't know. I just it's just sad, man. Dog, he was raping bitches when the Pistons winning the championship, dog. Like, oh, don't sully, don't what? sully two thousand four for me, man. Uh, I it's it just I just think the the I gotta stop saying bitches for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's a 2016 go. Uh, no, I like saying bitches, but I can't say bitches when I'm referring to rape victims. That's just fucked up. Right. <laughs> he was raping young ladies in 2004, man, or females. Woo, watch out. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other one. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I, it's it's fucked up because you know he he potentially had one of the greatest careers of a black man in in. And entertainment, absolutely, you know, going, absolutely, going fucking back icon. To, you know, to all of you know his comedy, you know, uh, his comedic stuff. Much before you know the Cosby Show, then the Cosby's and random movies. You know, he done he done did movies for some of the greatest people from Sidney Poitier to right to uh, uh, shit. You name it, he's probably did. A, you know, Richard Pryor, all the stuff he done with so many great, and even in his time. His era, his early era, you know, when when blacks wasn't that, you know, popular entertainment, you know what I'm saying? He was one of the forefronts of, you know, black entertainment. So, for him, his his whole, basically, life to be tarnished now, it's just so unfortunate that he just couldn't... <laughs> couldn't could unrape bitches. bitches. <laughs> 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 he couldn't rape chicks and stuff, man. So man, just, it's too bad you couldn't stop yourself from raping. Yeah, like, man, I just wish you just wouldn't have been a rapist, man. You would have been cool, dog. Like, you know... I, yeah, I, it's just fucked up. And I think... I, I, I don't read this a couple of times from people, but it seems like people can't separate Bill Cosby from Cliff Huftable. Yeah. Like, they see that, and it's like, oh, there's no way possibly he could be raping chicks. Like, no, this nigga been raping... He raped... Like, I was having a... I was on you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, let me just no, throw this ahead, out here ahead. real quick. You know what I think makes it hard for people is that it's not like um, if you look at, we'll say, um, I don't know. Who can I think of? We'll say uh, 
old dude who plays uh, Spader, who plays uh, on the blacklist. Or uh, blacklist. you don't know, see the black. Okay, um, I probably should, but I, I don't know really it. anybody though. But yeah, like the main dude, the big brim hat or some shit. Yeah, black hat. Yeah, he did the voice of Ultron in Avengers two. Okay, yeah, but I like, know who he is. It, well, anyway, my point is that for most actors, it's easy to separate their characters that they play from who they are because they play a variety of characters and they have their personal life. So you see. So and so in a movie will take uh we'll just take, let's just take Brad Pitt. So you might see Brad Pitt play who he played in Inglorious Bastards, and then you'll see him play uh, something in um something with his wife or whatever, and then you see Brad Pitt in person, and it, and it's kind of easy to differentiate between the actor who plays all these kind of different kind of roles and then who that person is. But Bill Cosby. He always seemed like Cliff Huxable. It wasn't like he was like, I'm playing Cliff Huxable on TV, and then I go out and, um, you know, I go out in public, and I'm like, yeah. And then he had, like, raunchy comedy or something like right, that. Right, right. It was like it seemed like even in his normal everyday life, he was Cliff, Cliff Huxable because he didn't cuss in his comedy. He see, he did Jell-O commercials. Like, every, everything about him seemed like Cliff Huxable. So it wasn't, it, appealed, it was, it was appealed, more difficult to differentiate. He appealed to every crowd. Yeah, you know I mean? it's the like kids, he, it seemed uh, like he no, was just to... he was just Cliff Huxable, like that goody guy across the board. So it's kind of hard to differentiate. Like you, okay, here's a perfect example. Look at Bob Saget. Perfect example. He was like white Cliff Huxtable, right? But he then was. he went out and did comedy, and it was like raunchy and dirty and shit like that. And then you realize, like, oh, right, Bob Saget is just playing a character. There's actually a guy named the... Bob Saget who's different from that. When I saw his comedy, I was like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> but Bill Cosby. It seemed like Cliff Huxtable was his entire personality. Like everything, everywhere he went, it was about positivity and not cussing, and uh, black people got to do better, and all this shit. Everything seemed like Cliff Huxtable. So I guess that's probably why people are having a hard time grasping what he's what he's done because there was never any way to differentiate Cliff Huxtable from Bill Cosby, no. other than this right now. So I think that, and that's not a justification for the people who don't buy it still, but I think that's probably why. It's been harder for people because there's no way to really distinguish. Yeah, I think that, and I think people just don't. Use... I'm in a zone now. My yeah. he, my hair buzz is gone. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting. I got my words <laughs> right. Like, I'm getting my points out. He like, he like Rain Man. You got <laughs> fucking paper, uh, uh, toothpicks and shit. Yeah, I, I, 147 toothpicks. Right, right, Pick right. them up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I totally agree though. I think that's definitely I think uh, a reason, folks. But it's like we're in a day and age now, man, where. Everything is so accessible from court documents to mm-hmm. all of these, all of the, the things you can, you know, you can find on things. And I just, I, and I've said this a few times today online, and like that, I just don't get how people could be like willfully ignorant and not like research and know that this shit is, you know, popping off. Like it's been talked about that he has court documents to release that he drugged women. It's been multiple settlements. It's been multiple people coming forth. It's, you know what I'm saying? All these stuff, all these things are not like secret shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is like public knowledge and people just choose not to want to, you know, want to look this shit up and that's just crazy to me. Yeah. The entire world of knowledge is at your fingertips. There's literally nothing that you cannot look up. Like, you could you and, can argue, and learn. You can argue on Facebook about the shit you don't know about 
the same device that you're on Facebook with, you can go to Google and search his fucking name. Yeah. Like, you can... For, I'm just finna right now, just just cause, I'm just gonna type Bill Cosby court if I can spell it <laughs> deposition Q-U- the first, <laughs> de- de- deposition was one of the first things that come up and the first article that comes up is from the New York Times and Bill Cosby in deposition says drug and fame helps him seduce women <laughs> it's the first fucking thing that comes up <laughs> drugs and fame <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing that comes up and you know it's not. It's not a. I'm trying to think of any of the random fucking URLs I've seen on Facebook as far as articles. Because that's one thing too. That's one, that's another thing about the internet is the greatest worst thing ever. Because <laughs> you can post any fucking article on Facebook and you have people that will just believe it. And you look at the article, it's some shit like I don't know. You know the it's 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 this one this one that I used to see on uh, Facebook all the time. Something blimp. It was some URL. It was like a satire site blimp something whatever the case but mm-hmm. no one even looks at the fucking url like and you see something with a, a bunch of z's in it you think that's really a, <laughs> a viable fucking url but yeah so you could just search bill cosby deposition the first thing comes up you know what i mean so it's like you're just dumb you just willfully just want to be ignorant so i don't know man it comes out of people's uh the thing is that a lot of people just they just live in their within their bubble and it's not an intentional thing. It's like they just they live their life like, okay, I'm going to I do the things that I like. I want to watch a uh, scandal. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to hit the club. I'm going to come home. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to watch uh, uh, Love and Hip Hop. Love and Hip Hop. Which I, I cannot because me and a wife watch Love and Hip Hop. I haven't but, seen it at all lately, but. Uh, I would, yeah. I would, I would, just because I, I find it like guilty entertainment. Like it, it, guilty it is, pleasure it entertainment. Our, it, it is our, our guilty entertainment. But, but like you can't just. You gotta be. I think you have to be well well rounded with stuff. Like you know, I have I have good friends who are you know extremely smart, intelligent. Things are going on, and they don't thank use, you. And they don't use. <laughs> 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 well, well the, the second the other part goes. Appreciate like, that. They they don't use Twitter at all, and sometimes I think, I think that's that, actually a big problem. And I and you know some stay up to you know news and things like that. Some don't, but Twitter is by far the best source of news that I've ever incorpor- uh, ever dealt with other than just googling stuff like it's always there like when 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 uh, Michael Jackson died that was the first place I saw that you know what I'm saying well via fuck ass TMZ which right TMZ broke that shit dog mm-hmm. like and that was at a time where TMZ was nothing but like Oh, did you see Kim Kardashian? Uh, she let a booty cheek slide out on on the beach. Like that was like what TMZ was good for, man. And then like mm-hmm. TMZ, TMZ. I think the Michael Jackson shit is really what set TMZ off, dog. Because they wasn't, yeah, they wasn't think, shit before that. But they broke that Michael Jackson I, shit. I, I, I think that's true, though. I think that's probably what it, it, it came from. I think that was their. They broke because I didn't believe it. That when was I saw it. of being like a, a valid news source. Then I mean, they post trash probably about seventy percent of the time. But when it comes to death, they are on point. They, <laughs> they, they have the whole death thing on lock. They do, <laughs> and it, it's sad. But it's like whenever I see a celeb die, I go to TMZ's page to see if they posted it yet. And if they hadn't posted it yet, I say, you know what? This might not. <laughs> this, this might still be alive. 
until I see them posted over there. I didn't, man. With Michael Jackson, died, I didn't believe it. Actually, I was actually um, railing against TMZ at the time because people were posting that Michael Jackson was dead, and at the time, he was technically still alive. It was like he hadn't actually died. It was like he was like in a hospital or some shit, and he was like. I don't know, I guess you could say on his deathbed or whatever, but he was still alive, and people were like, R.I.P. Michael Jackson, I'm like, he's, he ain't dead yet, like, don't listen to fucking TMZ, then he died, and I was like, well, TMZ got it, TMZ got it. Yeah, I, man, I remember that day so well. Me too, I, and I, CNN was like, CNN was the last ones to proclaim Michael Jackson is dead. Uh, I, I mean, they they brought up the rear like a motherfucker, man. Wherever I was, I remember coming home from work, wherever I was working at the time, and I went to sleep on my couch, and I had like this old leather couch, and I remember waking up, my face was stuck to the couch. <laughs> I was about to say that, you woke was, up stuck was, to the couch? Yeah, I fucking, it was hot as hell, and I ain't turned on the fan at my face, and I remember grabbing my phone and going through, and I'm like, Michael Jackson, dad, what the fuck? And sure as shit, it was from fucking TMZ. So that's still the most epic celebrity death that I've ever experienced, dog. Like I, that was I, cr- that was a crazy day. I think it was. I, I can't think of any celeb death that was probably that wild. Um, on online, I think I don't know. I think hers and like I mean, he excuse me. I think his and then uh, I was say her because I was thinking about uh Winnie Houston. Like I think those two stick out to me as like one of the craziest times on <clears throat> on so, like, social media. Just be- well, her just because of the nature of it and so forth. I can't think of anybody else's that's been that crazy. Michael Jackson ever. stuck with me more because it definitely like, stuck me more. Though. I didn't like not to say that I saw Whitney Houston coming, but Whitney Houston had uh, already kind of developed a reputation for being into drugs and shit like that. And it was like you heard that, and it wasn't. It was shocking that she was dead, but it wasn't that no, shocking. When I, when I Michael Jackson she, came out of left field. Right. When I heard that she was like found in her tub, I'm like, yeah, she's been drugging. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, that's what I thought about sadly. It just, that's what I, you know what I'm saying? I was like, Michael man. Jackson came out of nowhere, man. Yeah. That was just, that was, it, it, I don't think no one was prepared for, for, for Mike and that mess. That was definitely some, some fucked up shit. So. That nigga, he was. Preparing that tour and everything, man. And I yeah, had every intention to go to that bitch. I seeing watching videos of you know of the tour, right? And, the documentary you know, the came documentary out. Documentary came out, and I was just like, man, and yeah. looking perfectly fucking healthy. Man. I had every intention of going to that bitch too, man. Every what was intention. the reason that he was even doing a surgery? Was he doing a surgery for something? No, he died from the uh, the some um some fucking uh. It was drugs for I thought I don't know why, but it was like prescription drugs for some for some some shit. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, anymore. I don't. I don't exactly remember. But it wasn't nothing crazy. No, it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing wild as hell. But it was just yeah, that's fucked up. So yeah, so yeah, that was that was pretty uh, pretty pretty crazy. Um, so do you want to go into video games and so forth or? Let's just uh, while we while we on the serious shit. Let's just transition to the Tamir Rice shit. All right, so you want to go? No, nah, you go ahead. I, I I talk. I led into the Bill Cosby joint. So, so for those, actually, no, you led into that. Yeah, I did, but it's cool. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Uh, I feel like I led into something else, though. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So basically, what happened um, as a recently as. Uh, um, 
pertains to Tamir Rice, and for those who don't know, if you've been under a fucking rock and not sure what's... Man, if you listen to this shit and you don't know the Tamir Rice shit, fuck you. No, no, seriously. (laughs) What are you doing? No, 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 seriously, though. I just, I couldn't understand why anybody who actually listens to our podcast will have no knowledge of Tamir Rice. Man, we done dropped his fucking name so many times on this shit. Yeah, so... Basically, the grand jury of Ohio decided not to indict the officers. Uh, two of them. One, his name is uh, Timothy Lowman and Frank Garmbeck, or uh, whatever. But I feel like I need to just put their names in the universe. But how you th- born with a racist name? That's not like a racist. It ass does, name. don't it? It's not like you got like a white hood in the girl in, 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 in the, in the clouds are just ready to do some. Fuck yeah, shit. it's not like you hate black people with that name. I don't. I don't know. But they decided not to indict them for charges uh, for Tamir Rice. So basically. They could just run up on uh, a kid who has a toy gun in a state that has uh, uh, open carry laws and things of that nature, and can just kill them on on site and not get charged for it. I think Cle- I think the city of Cleveland is a piece of shit on every way imaginable. Like this is like the I like my nephew is twelve, the same age as Tamir, and. I just could not imagine, like, I I can't even, I, I, I try not to think about this shit, but I would go fucking nuts. Like, I have so much to live for. Like, I have a wife now, I have a stepson, all this stuff, but I would probably lose my freedom because I would probably be at some cop's house trying to snatch his head off his body. Like, I just don't get the shit. Like, how do, so, someone posted a picture on uh, Instagram and it was a split between him and Emmett Rice Till? and Emmett Till. I saw that too, and I was just like, "That's perfect. That's exactly what this shit is." Like, yeah. how do how do you how can you be a fucking human? And this is not race or anything. Be a fucking human and decide that these officers did no wrongdoing. That's just like the craziest shit ever, dude. If you're somebody who listens to this podcast, by the way, and you're unfamiliar with Emmett Till, Google it, and it it will be. It'll be a humbling experience. Google Emmett Till and yeah, I, I remember. But, I remember learning about Emmett Till when I was a kid in school. But and I don't it, think do they even do that anymore? Like I don't even know they even like talk about do your anymore. your stepson like do he even know about Emmett Till? Like do they teach that in school? Like I don't know, but you know what? Remind me next week because I'm gonna ask them. Like yeah, I mean, I'm, ask curious. Them. I, I, I'm curious. I'm curious too. I have no idea if they really actually teach that stuff now. But that's that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know. I, I can't even answer. I really don't know. Yeah, I feel like more than likely they don't. But I mean, it. I, I guess it probably depends on what school you go to. Like we grew up in, we grew up in Detroit Public School, so they they emphasize a little more Black History shit than I would imagine schools in general do right now. But yeah, I mean, look up that Emmett Till shit and uh, see if you don't feel any kind of way about that. But the the Tamir Rice shit, man. Like we've discussed that situation great pretty lens. thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for me, the most shocking aspect of this is the fact that I, I, I heard this. I didn't hear the statements with my own ears, but I saw tweets that relayed what was said. But I like the prosecutor was saying shit like about like basically him looking like an adult and him wearing like I think I saw somebody tweet that the, that he said something like what size pants he wore like he wore like a 36 waist pants yeah, or some, some shit some basically shit. saying that he looked like an adult I seen some shit saying yeah he appeared to be older looking mm-hmm. as if 
as if being older looking would be a reason to still shoot him in a, a in a in a state that's an open carry state and things of that nature. Like that 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 shouldn't have been the reasoning. Nah. But here we are. And I think also another thing that really bothers me about that that whole situation is how can you watch that video and feel like there's some sort of justification in there? Because like they I feel like the car was still rolling when they shot him. Like they like the car pulled up, they get out and they shot him. It was like it wasn't even like I I don't know, man. There was no time to even like rationalize what you're seeing, like or like to to pull your gun out, point it at him, and say, "Drop your weapon," or you know what what you know what they would do for like a white person. Drop your weapon, put it down. Don't do this. Don't do this. you know. They they wait till the very last minute before they gun somebody down. Whereas I feel like these guys, like the dude that shot him, still had like one foot in the car, like. The door wasn't even all the way open. So he pulled up, opened his door, and he was done. That was it. It was quick. It was so quick. And I'm like, I don't understand how somebody could watch that video and feel like they were justified. And I just... I I don't understand how... even, Even if you throw the evidence out, how someone can get up on stage and say... That this was justified when you already know what kind of climate we're living in right now. Like, we already know with all these other situations that have gone down that we're really living in a place where this kind of thing is happening on a regular basis. Like, you got to think, like, as a prosecutor, like, if we say that this shit was justified, it's going to go down. And I understand you can't charge somebody based on public response. But at the same time, I feel like at this point, it's kind of got to factor in because we've all seen the video. We all know, we, we all saw what happened. Like, how can you just feel like that's going to fly? Like, you have to feel like you, you saw some shit or you learned some shit that is going to completely change the game up to say that we're not going to charge them. And I, I didn't hear any justification that makes me feel that way. Like, they saw something that was like, you know what? You saw them pull up and shoot, but we know this. I didn't hear any evidence to contradict that. It was kind of just like, he was justified. No charges. I just, I read a, I had a, read a stat um, last week, and it was, I, I, I feel that the source is pretty uh, credible. It was uh, one of the uh You better not have no sight with some Z's in it. Nah, nah. Like, <laughs> it was one of the, um, the, uh, sport, uh, newscasters from Fox 2 and what the initial stat was can you even see in that motherfucker yeah I got it uh, 100% of people killed by the police in Cleveland were black in 2015 and this, and that happened and 100% that same 100% happened in 13 other, other cities in the United States so I mean all of the people killed by the police were black in 13 other cities well people were throwing St. out St. Louis you said what? People were throwing out that stat, up, not stat, but uh, about that story of some white woman who basically did the same shit that was waving her gun, waving a fake gun at police or something, and was saying bang, bang bang or some shit. And they, oh, that's a new one. I didn't, I didn't even read it. that. There was another story where a chick was in like a Papa John's or some shit, supposedly had a gun, and they fucking shot beanbags at her and, and and knocked her down versus you know. 
But you have all these cities where only black people were being killed by the police. 13 other cities. It's a, I got a Cleveland, Baltimore, Virginia Beach, Boston, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, Colorado. No, Raleigh. I think Raleigh is in. Raleigh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. We're only being killed by that shit. Fucking insane, dog. It's so interesting to think about what is going on in the mind of a white person where you are inherently more likely to feel threatened by a black person than by anybody else. Like if you pull up on a black person and you think you see a gun, you automatically just are just firing. Just like, I gotta, I gotta shoot, I gotta shoot. But if you see a white person, you do everything in your power to prevent from shooting. And I feel like, isn't that what they teach police officers to, to kill people as a completely last resort? And if you just stepped out of your car, how is that the last resort? Or if you're, or with Tamir Rice, you shooting out the window, like type shit. Like, I'm, did you dude, even get I'm, out the car? I'm really gonna try hard, and I really hope that he would be open to it. But I have a police homeboy. I would absolutely love to have on a podcast. I had a guy who, um, who was a, I wouldn't call him a friend of mine, but he was a friend of a friend mm-hmm. who I was cordial with. I talked to. He, we were cool. And he unfriended me on Facebook for a lot of the shit that I was saying about that. And before he did it, he would hop on my statuses with some, like, pro-police shit. And I kind of wonder where he sits on that right now. Man, I don't know if he would actually do it or not, but I would really love to have... But why not? Why wouldn't he? Unless he... I don't know. Unless he is, like... Is he a black person? He's a white person? He's black. Yeah, I I feel like, why would you... Really, it shouldn't even matter. That question shouldn't even matter. He... He should, it shouldn't matter whether he's white or black. But I feel like, why would you not? Like, how can you possibly defend anything that's going on? Like, I, I really don't understand. Maybe like, oh, I don't feel like comfortable. I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Why not? No, I, I because a whole bunch of your homeboys in your precinct gonna fuck you up for not defending their right to kill black people. I mean, but shit, it's not, it hasn't really been any story. It hasn't been any local police officers that's been involved in. Yeah, anything of such. So I think it would probably be cool. I'm really gonna, I'm gonna ask. I think it'll be dope. I would love it to to uh, to hear a p- police per, a police officer perspective of all because that's one of the things that's kind of bothered me with all this stuff is that you don't have an outcry of quote good unquote police officers say you know what this it's not all of us <laughs> you know what I'm saying you don't hear that shit so I. I always wonder, like, what the fuck, you know, are they thinking or doing or, you know what I mean? Because it makes me feel like it's not none. If there's no no cop saying that, you know, hey, we all don't do that shit. It's just some fucked up ones out here. Yeah, and this idea of the police being a fraternity of, of brothers, so to speak, I feel like that line has to be crossed at some point. Like, so, so say you're in, like, a frat, like an actual fraternity or whatever, right? And your, your brother and your frat is out here just like raping chicks left and right. Are you going to be like, hey, are you going to keep it low? Like, well, that's my brother, my friend. Or you be like, yeah, he's a fucking rapist. Like, like, it, what's more important? Keeping this like pseudo relationship that's supposed, that is is literally nothing. It's, it's, it's literally nothing. Like the whole relationship between frat people, it's like, it's slim at best. Like these are people who, they call themselves brothers or bros or whatever, but 
you just a bunch of niggas that met each other in college and y'all decided like y'all wanted to fuck bitches together. So <laughs> like that 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 was your thing. Like we gonna party and fuck together. So uh, you my brother. Is that greater than seeing your so-called brother out here raping motherfuckers or killing people? And you're just like, well, it's my brother who I fuck bitches with. Like, and I look at the same thing as the police shit. Like, if you're a police officer, is your little fraternity with your fellow police officers greater than watching this person kill people with impunity and you just don't say shit? Like, I, I feel like, I feel like the wrongness of, I, I, I'm flabbergasted I even have to say this. But the wrongness of killing people for no reason, especially if you white and killing black folks on some racial shit for no reason, the wrongness of that should transcend your little fuck-ass brotherhood that you have with some motherfucker that you just met three years ago. Like, it's not even like, it's yeah. not even like you a motherfucker from birth or some shit. Like, right, some nigga right. that you met three years ago is like, hey, we're in the same fraternity now, so we're pals. So, fuck the fact that you raping people or fuck the fact that you killing people for no reason. We're brothers and we met three years ago because it's cool to call, us, call ourselves brothers. Like... That shit, that's ridiculous. Super, super, not super sidebar, but kind of sidebar. Did you ever, had you um, ever considered pledging for a fraternity? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I wonder if his laugh really is a representation of really what he really means. <laughs> oh, I, that, that, that's my answer. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, man, I hated that shit, dog. I'm so fucking anti-fraternity, it don't make sense, man. I, I thought that shit was so fucking ridiculous. I considered it for like less than half a millisecond. Yeah, I, I think about it at all. I've I've never I've never ever ever considered. Well, one I think if I had a went away for school, I may have seen a lot more to even think about it. But being that I didn't, it never crossed my mind. But I never was a uh, uh, a component of of fraternities. I just it. I didn't. And the thing is, I know many of people and people who I really respect are, you know, and, you know, fraternity things of that nature, but it never appealed to me at all. I can't. Never. I don't think there's any way I could describe my thoughts on that without offending people who mm-hmm. are close to me. But <laughs> that's why I wasn't going to elaborate more. But, man, uh, but no. I, I just, I, it never, you know, it never appealed to me in the, in the, the least. Like, it just. Like I just I tell you I tell you the degree to which it appealed to me was as a person entering college this is literally the only degree to which it appealed appealed to me was I felt like it'd be easy easier for me to fuck women like I'd get way more pussy if I was in a frat and then like you probably would have I probably would have but all the ways in which I was opposed to it transcended and that tells you that I'm highly opposed to it if I feel if I feel like my opposition was greater than my desire to fuck more women, like that tells you that I was highly opposed. Yeah, I I I never it was never Yeah, it just never I it never it never ever came about like me thinking, Man, how'd you ever turn? No, it just it never did. Like I say again, I mean although you went away to school, so No I didn't. I mean I went to Wayne State. Wait, well, you was at least at a university. Where oh, it was you know you had fraternities and stuff there. I mean, I went to a community college and, and oh, so okay. forth. But you know, I had friends that you know went to you know stayed in Michigan, things of that nature. And the friends I had, they they never you know committed to any uh, fraternities and so forth. But yeah, I I never. And like I say, I think any of the thoughts that I actually really have would probably be offensive to anybody who actually listens is actually in a fraternity. So. Oh, I know mine would be. Um, yeah, so I never, um, 
Well, I will say, I think one of one of my early thoughts is like I didn't, I couldn't, I was eager for people to tell me what the, what, what was the difference between a fraternity and a game, was. <laughs> <laughs> but. I was just like, you know, I and then I think that I get one of my biggest thing is that, you know, I always used to hear people, you know, doing they always used to cite, you know, where we do volunteer things and they, they, things of that nature. I used to be like, well, why the fuck you got to be in a group to volunteer? Why can't you do <laughs> any of this volunteer shit without that? But, you know, like I say, I think, you know, any of my future thoughts will probably offend more than it would, you know, just for sake of. And I know too many people in fraternities that, you know, may be offended. So I won't elaborate, but. Yeah, I never did. That was just a random sidebar. But to keep my offensive thoughts at bay, one of my main qualms about it was hazing. I didn't understand yeah, the I idea behind a- I didn't hazing. Like, why you gotta embarrass me for me to fuck with you? Like, I, I felt like that was really Dude, did dumb. You, did you remember the episode of Fresh Prince when he was? Uh, I remember every episode of Fresh Prince. That was one of the episodes <laughs> that really. Uh, uh, I looked at, and although it's a fucking TV show and a fucking, but I was really like, man, I hope this really isn't what fucking fraternities are about. Like the whole t- uh, brushing the shit with the toothbrush and yeah. the floor. I was just like, this can't be what this shit is really about. Dude. And it's like, what, what does that prove? Like, what, what what what's the point of that? Like, I gotta do this dumb, embarrassing shit, or I gotta let you like beat me with a fucking rubber hose uh i gotta you know lick another nigga's asshole or some shit to join your fucking group like what kind of dumb shit is this like dude what is the point of that super fucking sidebar i just clicked on twitter and you remember the football player sean king no court black guy oh the court yeah he was with like tampa bay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, i remember dude he just got arrested for raping bitches. No, no. no. He, I gotta stop saying bitches. Yeah, that's in 2016. <laughs> you got like one day to figure it out. Uh, he did a tweet. The dude, this dude uh, at Sean King keeps my mentions in shambles. Please change your name. <laughs> so I guess people are tweeting him thinking they're t- tweeting they, Sean. Right, thinking they're tweeting an activist dude. <laughs> dude, that is hilarious. What's his Twitter name? Real Sean King. Oh. <laughs> and it's, but the thing is, his, his, shine, his shine is spelt the same or whatever. Right, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, anyhow. So, speaking of Sean King, so Sean King has uh, he's been I don't know I guess he after he had some issues with DeRay and uh, Netta. About you know things of that nature, so it was almost like he was kind of like ignoring all that shit, and then he he had some accusations of him stealing money and things of that nature. So he actually ended up putting on blast. You know the the woman Goldie Taylor, no black woman. I don't know what exactly she does, but he ended up mentioning her about stealing funds or some crazy shit. But other than that, he's really been on lately. Today he's been talking about LeBron, and I guess LeBron somehow came up about Tamir Rice and LeBron had mentioned that he wasn't that knowledgeable of the situation. Mm-hmm. Sean King was into this rant about how crazy that is and that, you know, being that LeBron is like the most influential man in Cleveland that, you know, he, he should know about Tamir Rice and all this stuff. He just started doing this whole thing about LeBron and is like not acknowledging his, you know, knowledge of Tamir Rice or whatever. And I I feel him in in one aspect it's like, you know, 
it's just a human being it just in just random news you should probably be you know abreast of what's happening with shit especially in your town or whatever but to put so much of this shit on him like you know he should be like protesting and sitting out games and all this stuff it just <laughs> felt like I don't know it, it just felt I don't know I, it didn't feel right to me like I don't know like I feel like LeBron probably should know more about things that happen especially in his city but I, I feel like it was it was just too much I don't know what do you think I feel like LeBron is probably like how we were saying earlier about people who just don't really keep up with shit like that and who they just live their lives in, in whatever bubble that they live and they, they do what they do. And for LeBron, his life consists of going to games and practicing and maybe making appearances, going to clubs, doing deals with Nike and all that shit. And he's probably not on Twitter and up on the news and all that shit and that's probably just like the, I don't want to say, when I say the ignorant life that he lives, I don't want to make it sound like an insult because ignorant sounds like such an insult. Whereas ignorant really just means like you just don't have that knowledge. And it's not necessarily because you're dumb or anything like that. It just means like you just don't know. But I think I kind of see both sides. Like I see the idea of that it's not necessarily LeBron's obligation to be up on everything that happens in the world and that his his life mainly revolves around, you know, making sure that he does what he has to do to keep making his money and to keep being great at basketball. But at the same time, you have these clips that float around of like guys like Harry Belafonte or or uh or Muhammad Ali who were very prominent celebrities in their respective movements of of what was going on for black people at that time. And with this shit happening in Cleveland, with LeBron being, you know, from Cleveland, it's like, or Akron or whatever, it's like, you kind of would hope that somebody who's at the forefront of what's happening in Ohio would be more vocal. So it's like, I kind of get both sides. Like I get the idea of like, you, you would expect more of LeBron, but at the same time, it's like, it's not like his, it's his duty to be the Malcolm X of, of Cleveland. So I think where I kind of come down on it is that, I would like for somebody with the voice and impact of LeBron to be more vocal than he is. But at the same time, I can't really fault him for for not doing that. It's like it's not it's like it's not really his duty to be out here being D-Ray. You know what I'm saying? Is his his duty to play basketball and make money and provide for his family and make sure that he meets all his his obligations for his contracts and his shoe deals and all that shit. Like his life is consumed by being LeBron James, the NBA star. And if he doesn't know what's going on with Tamir Rice, I think that's sad, but not, uh, not implausible. Like, I mean, he has a lot going on. I personally, I feel like with somebody with that kind of voice, it would be so much more impactful to the movement to have somebody like him come out and speak for that sort of thing, speak speak against that sort of thing, and and to be more vocal. Uh, that would be amazing for the movement to have somebody like LeBron being out there like that. But I don't know if I could really fault him for not not being that. 
because he has way more to consider than the average Joe. Like you look at somebody like Sean King. If Sean King says, uh, you know, this and that about Tamir Rice, then it really it doesn't really have any effect on his, uh, I guess his his day to day life in the sense of like how he makes his money or how he feeds his family and shit like right. that. It can have an effect in the sense of like if he tweets some shit, he might get some death threats and shit like that. So that's real as fuck. But LeBron has to. LeBron has to take way more into account. But I don't want to... I'm so conflicted because it doesn't absolve him of any responsibility either because, like, he's so influential that he could do so much. And I feel like you kind of got to... You got to make that decision. Like, is it more important that you protect your checks from Nike or more important that you do what you can with your influence to make sure that people know about this shit and that they're angrier and that they realize what's really going on? If I was LeBron James, it's not like if you speak out against what's happening at Tamir Rice, all of a sudden you're going to be on the corner selling, you know, begging for money and shit. You know, it's like he's going to be okay regardless. So I feel like he sh- he could be doing more or he should be doing more. Especially when you got, got like, man, the shit that you see from Muhammad Ali, them old clips of Muhammad Ali talking about that shit, man. Muhammad Ali did it. Why can't you? Yeah, I, I think that I think I really would hope that you know in the future we would start seeing more activism from from sports figures, especially they got such a know, voice, man. You have such a, a platform, um, and so I'm kind of torn in one in one situation. I'm be like, man, you know, that's not necessarily his lane, but it could be. It's one that he should choose, but I feel like it's one he should choose to do. I don't think he should be forced into it because he, you know, from the society's push with yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like that's something he should want to do. Exactly. You know? He should so many, he should want to do that. Right. And there's so many other, you know, athletes that, you know, probably could make that big of a stance but not as at that level or whatever. You know, that no one ever looks at, you know what I mean? But I I feel like if I feel like if, even if, you know, lesser celebrities would do something like that, it would help, you know, saying so. It's like, you know, if you're going to, you know, push you know lebron it's all other other celebrities that can actually you know make make noise with that so i don't know i really hope that you know hopefully i'm sure lebron has probably had many of twitter mentions and things of that nature concerning this shit i would hope that you know what i'm saying he would at least <clears throat> he would at least you know come more familiar with the situation and you know eventually you know either make a statement or you know but being that this happened in Cleveland, being that you know he's a child of Cleveland and he's in Cleveland now, I feel like he 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 definitely can make the most noise, you know, absolutely about it. And I don't know, he makes enough money. Where I feel like you know if he did some stuff to jeopardize a couple of million, he'd get it back. And I mean, more yeah, I, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna. And, hurt. and I only think it's really about the whole money thing. I think that you know we had you know our ancestors, our you know prior folks that they sacrificed their lives you know for certain things and he he's not going to lose any he, he he's going to be set for life no matter what happens right you know what i'm saying even if he was to quit bat for some crazy reason he quit basketball today to start doing activism he's not gonna you know worry about a meal for the rest of his fucking life no you know, he's so. not I don't know. I think I think it it'd be dope if he did, you know, do some kind of acknowledgement. I mean, they did when he was in 
Miami, you know, they did, you know, hoodies and shit for Trayvon Martin and stuff like that. You know, I just felt like this probably should hit more at home, especially because he has kids that's that around that age. And it's his hometown. Like, Cleveland's a fucking disgrace to me. Like, and he affects white pockets, too. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine if, like, a whole bunch of people, like, athletes and rappers and black celebrities were all just kind of like, you know what, we're going to protest, or we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that, we're going to be out here on the streets with everybody else, or not even on the streets, because, like, if you LeBron James and you walking around fucking St. Louis and shit like that, that's just not safe. But, like, if you... if but. To be more vocal and be more involved, can you imagine how impactful the shit would be if we got like LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, or and then throwing like you know Jay Z and J Cole? Well, J Cole's already been involved, but like Jay Z and Kendrick and and all the big rappers, and then throwing like movie stars, you know, throwing Will Smith and like you know all these people were just kind of like way more vocal and way more out there. Why is like I understand Tamir Rice is Cleveland, so automatically you're going to look at LeBron, but where's the... If we're going to look at people who are black celebrities and that are not doing what Muhammad Ali was doing, there's dozens of people that could be held accountable for that shit. Why aren't we looking at Will Smith? Like, hey, Will Smith, why aren't you out here uh, being more vocal about this shit? Why aren't we looking at other basketball players? Why aren't we looking at other football players? Why aren't we looking at, like, yeah, no, you mean, know, no Adrian one, Peterson well, or is, whoever no, the fuck, even you know? if you stick to Ohio, why is... Well, not Adrian Smith? Peterson. But. No, no, why... <laughs> well, yeah, that'll be far off, yeah. Why are nobody, you know, no one's trying to pull anybody from the Cleveland Indians. No one's pulling anybody <laughs> right, from, exactly. you know, the Cleveland Browns or anything like that. Like, I think that, you know, if you're going to, you know, look at a city and wonder why their celebrities not, you know being more active i think you need to you know it's not just lebron he has you know other it's other sports figures other entertainment you know people shit nobody's one against well who's the dude from uh who's the white guy from cleveland who had the tv show had tv show uh, cleveland rocks what it was a tv show the comedy show is a white guy and the commercial was it, it was uh basically talking about cleveland cleveland damn He's a basketball player? No, no, no. Just an entertainment actor. Oh. A white dude from Cleveland had a TV show? You said it was a white dude? Yeah. He had a uh, a TV show, too. Drew Carey. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Drew Carey. Anyway, that was random. But that would help, though. Especially if you get the the white celebrities out there. that, That would help, too. I feel like that would be way more impactful on their careers, though. Like, they'd have way more backlash. Like, I feel like if LeBron came out and was like, this shit that's happening to black people is fucked up, he wouldn't really suffer that much. But if, like, a white celebrity came out and was like, this shit that's happening to black people is fucked up, I feel like I feel like it would impact them way more. And that's not to absolve them of any responsibility, but I don't know, man. If I had... Man, if I had even an inkling of the influence that somebody like LeBron had, man, I'd be out there, man. Like, and I, I, I can't say out there in the sense of like out there physically because, like I said, like you're LeBron, you're a fucking target. Like, you walking around fucking six seven and shit, six eight, six five, whatever, however the fuck tall this nigga is, and you, <laughs> and you out there picking and shit, you a fucking bullseye. Like we see you, yeah. <laughs> but like, man, I don't know. I'd be way more vocal, but. 
don't know. I just I, I, I really know, hope it's, that it's you know, I wish it was that some folks would use their influence more. But I do too, and we could use it, man. I mean, shit, Muhammad Ali didn't. He's good. I mean, it's not like Muhammad Ali got fucking sniped or some shit. Like he's all right. And Muhammad Ali was so great with his shit, man. He was great. And it would be so much more impactful to have these big athletes like like LeBron or Steph Curry or somebody like that. Why isn't Steph Curry getting shit for it? I mean, really? Like, I understand Tamir Rice is Cleveland specifically, but it's not like Tamir Rice is the only case. Like, there's... No, it's been many other cases. And you don't have to be local to care. Like, right, you're, I'm you're, not from Cleveland. I care. Your, your, proximity <laughs> so, to, your proximity to whatever the, you know, shit is doesn't really make much of a difference. You can, yeah. you know, be a celeb and, you know, wherever your... Wherever the, the out... Uh, you know, say out, the outbreak of, of crime is happening. You can, you know... So, yeah, that's that's really not an issue. I mean, it's, it's tons. You can ask anybody. Why Chris Bosh? Why is it whoever? Name anybody. random celebrity. Yeah, anybody. You know, so whatever the case. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fucked up, man. I, I, I would really like to see more, more celebrities getting out there about it. I don't know why they're so quiet, honestly. <sighs> Me neither, dog. Me neither. So, it may be lighter. Uh, shits. Um. So you're a video game player. Um, mm, that's a stretch, but <laughs> well, we'll I go mean, with you're that. Not, you're not an avid, but you, you have a video game. System. <laughs> I say, I say, having a video game system to go into you're a video game player is a little bit of a reach, but no, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you. you we'll know, roll I'm with not, it. I'm not putting more than what you really are. You play video games sometimes. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess it's apparently there's a circle of certain women that doesn't really care for men playing video games. Is that a, a good assessment of what it really yeah, is? Yeah, they they go by um, the actual group name of hashtag Dry Pussy Twitter. Dry Pussy Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, there is a there is a group of people who who are very against that. I don't get it though. I don't get why. I don't get why. Why would you think women would be against men playing video games? Like, what would be your, I mean, if you had to have the most random ass assessment of why you think that's the case. Hmm. I don't know. I've, 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 I've thought about it a little bit because I don't really understand why they get so upset about it. I saw a tweet that was like, um, it was like, I'd rather have my man doing this than that. And it was something like. The tweet was like a meme that was like a guy playing that. video games or something like that in his underwear or something. It was like, well, I'd rather have him doing that than out here cheating on me. And then somebody else retweeted. It was like, I'd just rather be single. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it, um, it, And one of your people who I cannot stand retweeted that shit. Ugh. Who was that? Uh, what's the girl name? Um, I don't have many people. I can't think. It's not even your girl. I just can't. Oh, think okay. <laughs> like, I have not, not your girl. I don't like. I don't. It's no chick really... though. I, I I forget her hacks. I can't think of her name. But yeah, it's just I sang that tweet too, and it's like you'd rather be single than uh, your dude playing video games. Like, how in the fuck did that even e- com- compute? Like, yeah, like I, I I think I'm trying to realize. I'm trying to figure out why women have. Why they equate video games with childishness? Because that's really what it boils down to: is they feel like their man's not mature enough. And it's like if you're if you're a guy and you play video games, and that's essentially what you do, like 
almost like for a living. Like that's like all you do. You don't do shit else. Then I can see that being a problem. But it's not. It's never a thing like. I don't like guys who play video games and they don't do shit with their lives. It's like, I just don't like guys who play video games. It's like, okay, well, what does that have to do with anything? Like, my best friend, he plays video games all the time, but he has a full-time job. He provides for his family with a wife and four kids. Like, he's doing what he is supposed to do as a grown adult male, and in his free time, he plays video games. So the fuck what? Like, what is, like, what's wrong with that? Like, I don't understand why women, well, not women as a whole, but why these specific women designate certain acts as being childish or for kids and that once you reach a certain age you shouldn't do that anymore like if 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 you doing that is restricting you from doing your responsibilities responsibilities as an adult male then i get it but it and never you, really seems like that. It just seems doing, like we just don't like niggas that play be, video games. You could be doing anything that would keep you from doing your, keeping your responsibility. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I was like, how would you even decide, de- de- define that and say, you know what? Yeah, it's these fucking games you're playing. That's fucking you up from being a fucking real man. You out here fucking with these fucking games. That's the craziest shit ever. Yeah, I, I don't get that. And for me, I, okay, so I just got a video game system recently. Um, so you're not an avid player. Everything. Not at the moment. My my video game playing at the moment consists of playing like Lego video games with my son. So I, I don't really play them on my own. Even when I do play them on my own when he's not there, it's the same games that he plays. It's just me trying to like advance it along while he's not there so that when he comes back, yeah. <laughs> like we're farther along than we were when he left. So it's like even then I, I almost I do it almost for his benefit. Like Hey, uh, you out, son. Right. So when he comes back, like, hey, Michael, guess what I did? <laughs> like, while you were gone, I did this, this, and that. So now we can do this. So it's like I, I, I advance it almost for his benefit. Like, I have games that are specifically for me that I haven't played at all. Like, I've played maybe like the like the PlayStation Four shows you what percentage of a game you've played. I have. I think the game that me and Michael have played the most, we're probably 65 or 70% done with everything that you can do on the game. And that's the one we played the most. We probably logged 40 to 50 hours on that game. And we're still only like 65, 70% through. My games, the ones that are specifically for me, I'm like less than 1% of the way through. I, I've played them all one time or I haven't played them at all. So... It's really no indictment on me as a person or a parent. The fact that I have owned and have played video games. It has nothing to do with anything. And I don't know why there are women who get so up in arms about that. Like if you have a guy who is... Like I said, who who don't do shit but play video games, I get it. But it's it seems like it's just about adults playing video games. Like they feel like you shouldn't do that after you're a kid. Yeah, I don't get, I don't get that shit at all. I'm totally a... <clears throat> totally like oblivious to how the fuck you can relate playing video games to anything lesser than anything else any other hobby that someone can actually do drive pussy twitter that's hilarious oh man i love i want to use that hashtag so bad like i i because like I, a lot of the shit that i see i i attribute it to dry pussy twitter like i feel like um oh, i had a i had a strong list I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it right now but i had a strong list of things that are like symptoms of being a member of dry pussy twitter like when you just, when you just mad about shit that just don't have nothing to do with you, like it, like it, it really has no bearing on your ability to find a man 
or your ability to get fucked. Like, all, none of that shit, it really don't have nothing to do with that. It's just shit that you mad about because you're not getting fucked. Like, you just out here single and lonely and you're mad and you want to, instead of being upset about uh, your inability to find a man or looking at what flaws you may have as a person that are inhibiting you from finding a man, you rather point the finger at whatever, like men playing video games as the reason you can't find a man. There's too many niggas out here playing video games, or it's too many this and that, and they don't know how to do this, they don't know how to do that. Like, to me, that's a symptom of being a member of Dry Pussy Twitter. Like, you just, you, you, you just mad because you ain't getting fucked, so you just want to point the finger at somebody else instead of pointing at you and trying to figure out what's wrong with your dry-ass pussy that's stopping you from getting laid. And, oh man, I got I got all kinds of shit about that that I don't even want to say on the podcast, but, like, <laughs> there's a lot of symptoms of that shit that I see, and it's, it's, it's so, it's so obvious, and they don't even really realize it, like, but I look at that shit, and I see, like, I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here, and it's kind of like, almost like, the basic level of psychology, like, where it's like, you have your flaws, but rather than acknowledging your flaws and looking at what you're doing wrong... You want to point the finger at somebody else, like grade A cereal box psychology. But they just don't get it, and it's like I see it, but I mean I don't I don't care enough to actually say nothing. It don't matter to me. You can you can be out here you can be out here with your dry ass box. It don't matter to me none. But I I don't know the the, the idea of like railing on guys for playing video games. It just seems like a deflection. Like okay, well you're just pointing a finger at them because. You're out here looking for looking for a man at Jimmy John's and shit, and wondering why you can't find somebody. Like I, I don't know. I don't think you. I don't think anybody can ever find a mate in a place that only serve cold subs. <laughs> that is a very, very valid assessment. It's not gonna happen. It's not. <clears throat> so anyhow, uh, so let's uh, let's do like a little bit. Where we, where we at? Hour forty seven. Okay, let's real quick. Do kind of like a li- a little bit of like 2015 wrap up because like let's let's kind of make it we're kind of let's kind of make it like a little bit widespread but let's do like a 2015 wrap up as in like okay like your top moments of 2015 or your top movies or TV shows or music or the top moments of the podcast shit like that let's let's just both do our top 2015 shit real quick because it's our last one. Let's uh, uh let's wrap up 2015 with our our top our top moments. Not any kind of like numerical ranking, but like you know some of our all right. So most memorable moments of 2015. Put it like that. Do you want to go or I can if you need a moment. Yeah. All right. Sure. So um. <laughs> all right. So off the top of my head, obviously my my big moment was getting married in 2015. I'm still kind of like not used to it yet. It's only been what like three months, September, October, yeah, three months. <laughs> I still, still got to count. Um, that was obviously that was obviously my big moment of 2015. Um, I'm to be so. Yeah, my uh, honeymoon was was a big moment because it was my first time leaving the country. And I've been obsessed with leaving the country for a really long time. I, I, I really want to see other cultures and get outside of my American bubble and see what it's like to live in other cultures and see how other people do things. So going to another country that's other than Canada, because that don't count. It's like a different version of America to me. But um, going somewhere else, seeing a different culture, that was dope. Um, the, the podcast as a whole has been... a 
has been a big moment of 2015 because we we've done what is this episode 73 or four okay 74 so we'll look at that that's about a uh, more or less about a year and a half and then we've had a few weeks where we didn't do podcasts so about a year and a half we've had a strong 2015 on the podcast because even though we haven't really had like an insane amount of listens or anything like that or a insane amount of feedback we've had some really good episodes we've had some really good feedback we've had some really great guests like it's it's been an enjoyable year for the podcast we had a full year doing a podcast and it's been it's been really enjoyable doing the podcast is arguably one of my favorite moments of the week because I spend my whole week doing like adulting, man, like going to work and raising my son and like being a husband and like all that, like all that shit that you're supposed, yeah, all that shit you're supposed to do as a as an adult. And then I have time where you have a few hours to like drink, smoke, talk shit, and just do all the shit that I enjoyed when I was in my early twenties and shit like that. Uh, Doing the podcast has been great. Um, Movie wise. I think 2015 has been a great year for the progression of comic book movies because, like, comic books have like really taken over. It's been like a great a great time to be like a geek per se. Uh, comic book movies have taken over. Uh, well, comic books have taken over movies and TV, and they've done a great job of making the, those respective mediums be great. Like. Some of the best movies have been comic book based shit. Some of the best TV shows have been comic book based shit. And it's been cool to be like a. It's almost. It's like in 2015, it's kind of been cool to be a geek again and to enjoy that kind of shit. So, like, um, the Avengers sequel was great. The uh, Ant Man movie was dope. Like, um, The Flash is like my favorite show. Well, my, my. Currently, I would say. I'll just shift in my TV portion. Um, I have my shows ranked very firmly. Um, my favorite show right now is still Game of Thrones. It's not back on yet. And season 5, which aired in 2015, was probably my least favorite season of Game of Thrones, honestly. But the least of Game of Thrones is still head and shoulders above everything else. Game of Thrones is an amazing show. We, we live in what a lot of... Uh, the geek culture, I would say, is the golden age of TV. Like, TV is phenomenal at this point. Like, between what, what's on Netflix, what we get on, HB, what we get on, like, the pay channels, like HBO and shit like that, and then what we get on, like, show, on channels like AMC and FX. Like, these are, like, phenomenal fucking TV shows and shit. So, um, Game of Thrones is amazing. Um... The Leftovers is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to try to watch The, <laughs> the Leftovers is amazing. The Leftovers The Leftovers is probably the best um Yeah, I'm 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 going to go ahead and say it. In, in 2015 as far when it comes to entertainment and media, The Leftovers is the best thing of 2015 by far. TV, movies, music, anything anything that I consumed in entertainment the leftovers was amazing. It was one of the best things I've experienced. That shit was artful, masterful. Um, and the Flash has been great. Uh, the Flash was great uh, in the season one, which the vast majority of it aired in 2015. Uh, so far, this season has been—it's left a little bit to be desired, but 
it's still it's still great, and I, I feel like the second half, the 2016 half, is going to be great. Um, I had a fairly decent year at at work, my professional career. It's it's been filled with a lot of frustration, but it's also been filled with a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of win, a lot of work, and a lot of success. So that's been good. Um, music, I can't really speak on that too much. I, I've had a bad. I've had a. I feel like music is for me has been shit. Like I, <laughs> I haven't really heard anything musically that I've liked. I uh, granted, I haven't really been into it that much. But it, that's also because I've been really into podcasts. Twenty fifteen was podcast year for me. Like I've been all about podcasts in twenty fifteen. Um, the read. Brilliant Idiots, Combat Jack, um, the uh, the ton of podcasts I listen to for various TV shows that I like. I, I've been really into podcasts, and then doing this podcast, doing my other podcast about um about TV shows. Um, that's that's really consumed my 2015. Um, and then I guess the negative aspect has been all the shit that we had to deal with with the the police and. All these people dying and all that shit. That's been the worst part. And actually, of all the great shit, the wor- the bad shit has overshadowed it. Like, of all the good shit that I can name of 2015, the the most memorable memorable aspect of 2015 is how how sad it's been for all of the people who have died and all the the police and the the racism and all that shit. I've had three friends who have died this year and it's humbling to to be our age and to have people your age die of like random shit it's like it's it's it, it in 2015 and then my father died at the very end of 2014 so the past year has been a an experience of like being faced with my own mortality and that's like that's a very, very humbling thing, man, to have, like, to spend your whole life where you have, like, death sprinkled throughout, and you just think, like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened, but then, like, to have people, your your peers die, or a parent die, and shit like that, and, and you think, like, I'm 30, I'm, how old am I? I'm 33, <laughs> I'm 33, I'm, I'm gonna be 34 in three weeks, and I think, like, you know, to, to be 34 and think of, like, my own mortality and how like people my age have died and and all that shit that's been a very humbling experience and all the the people that have died at the hands of the police and shit like that that's been a very uh a very memorable aspect of 2015 and um i guess the last thing that i would think of would be um I had something and I lost it. Mm. Yeah, it's gone. I lost it. So if it comes back, I'll say it. But yeah, that's I. I think that's that's my general wrap up of 2015. Oh, and as as movies go, I I, I watched The Revenant, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. How was that? And that was amazing. It was really it was crazy. It was really really good. Um, I have a whole lot of screeners on deck, and we're gonna um. I really want to do a very thorough um, movie recap in about a week or two. So an, 
uh, episode or two where we talk about movies more because I'm going to have, by that point, I will have knocked out like the vast majority of the great 2015 movies so I can speak on it more. But as of right now, I don't have really much to say on it, but The Revenant was dope. Yeah, I'm about to check that out um, as well as a bunch of other stuff. Oh, fuck, Star Wars. But oh, shit. do your 2015 shit, and then we'll talk about Star Wars real quick. Um, yeah, mine gonna be a lot shorter than yours. Um, everything's everything's a lot shorter than mine. Um, Pause, dick. Uh, a <laughs> lot girthier. Uh, actually, well, I don't know. 2003 was kind of interesting. I mean, 2003. Hey, 2003? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know why I said 2003. Um, it's not even close to 15. 2015 was definitely uh, interesting. I think the most interesting for me is that I actually started going back to school Oh yeah, yeah. This year, so that was probably the most eventful of anything. Just getting back into the 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 mode of just school period, um, and so that worked out well. Um, I took two classes this semester and um, aced both of them, so that was pretty dope. And um, looking forward, I start back to school on sixteenth for next month. Um, so that was pretty cool. You know, I think it's a it's a definitely a different focus. When you're like 18 or 19 versus when you're like 35, it's like, you know, you know what you're here for. It's like, the, <laughs> it's like the Marshawn Lynch face the whole time <laughs> and shit. <clears throat> so that was definitely one of the highlights um, of this year. Uh, um, I think another, another highlight was definitely the podcast. You know, I think like you said, you know, it's definitely, it's always a, it's a good time to be able to like, you know have a drink, a cigar, and kind of just kick the BS and kind of get away from, you know, the normal stuff of, like, adulting and responsibilities. And, yeah. and We had great guests, too. And shit like that. Yeah, we had we had dope, dope, dope folks on the podcast. We had Was the pretty, 50th episode in two, 2000? Yeah, it yeah, had to yeah, be. It was the summer, yeah. Yeah, so we had... So we, we had, had 50th yeah. episode this year. You know, we had plenty of a cool uh, cool guests. Yeah. Um, we had, what will they say next? Well, we had Liquid Slap from there. Yeah. We had uh, Pat 303 and Foulmouth. That was dope. Yep. Um, just recently, we had Anthony from a Cigar Club. Um, we had... Uh, did we... Was Kari on this year? That was this year. It was it, early it, this year. It probably was, I think yeah. it was like February-ish. Yeah, Rufio Jones we had um, on. We had... Um, that was So that was cool. Um we yeah. definitely had some dope guests. Yeah, we had a bunch of dope folks, so that was pretty cool. Um, music was kind of cool this year. Um, I think I really came into uh, um, knowledge of a, a a bunch of local folks, which was pretty cool. Um, got a chance to do a photo shoot for one of the guys who was a real a local guy. Peace oh, of yeah, mind. that was a high point. Um, so that was definitely dope for this year. His album, Drum Addict, could be... Uh, it actually released on earlier this month, or... No, mid like, this month, like yeah, like a week ago, it released like at midnight on the on the on night the 20th, I think we went yeah. to. Yeah, I think that well, that, that might have been the twentieth or twenty. That was the twentieth. One of the uh, right around yeah, that time. So, yeah, maybe like a week or two ago. Yeah, yeah like like at that. midnight it released. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Other than that, though, I think you know I I didn't really see too many movies. Um, did see Star Wars, which we we'll talk about in a second. Uh, that was pretty dope. Um, as far as shows, I think Gotham was probably my favorite show this year. Um, that turned out pretty dope. Looking forward to that. Um, and I started another show, and I'm waiting for oh, Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike to watch it. Is uh, making of a murderer, 
which is a Netflix series. Netflix has really been dope with their series this year. Um, they're really trying to be up there with AMC and FX. Yeah, and I think they're doing well with it. Um, Jessica Jones was cool, although I well, it was okay. Um, I'm gonna save my thoughts for Jessica Jones for my other podcast, but we could talk about it on this podcast too. We only have, but I, I do have not not right now, but I mean like in, on this podcast we can talk about Jessica Jones. But I have a lot of thoughts on Jessica Jones. Um, yeah, Jessica Jones was. Yeah, it was it was it was okay, um, but yeah, I've seen the cool shows this year. So other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I kind of want to go into uh, Star Wars just because we're kind of wrapping up our podcast anyway. Let's do so, it. Uh, what's your thoughts? What did you think? Like, was, was it being that you you know you 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 are much a um, uh, much uh, bigger fan of of Star Wars than I am? Um, did you feel that it was as climatic as the hype led up to it or I thought that Star Wars was like I went into it kind of like let me let me taper my expectation because the prequels were underwhelming to say the least Mm -hmm. and so I kind of went into it like there's a whole new whole new director there's a whole new gig let me not you know get too excited for it like it, it could be disappointing it might be great whatever but let me not go in hype and then and make myself more prone to disappointment. So my approach going into Star Wars was let me critique it the same way I would critique something that I expect to hate. Cause like if if it's something that I think I'm not gonna like, I'm I'm automatically nitpicking. Like, oh I don't like this part, I don't like this part, I don't like how they did it. Like I'm nitpicking. So I kinda wanted I I went into Star Wars wanting to nitpick because I I didn't want to be biased. And I came out of it like this shit was fire. Like I, I nitpicked it as best I could and that the flaws that I nitpicked were like legit nitpicks. Like they were like shit that I could easily overlook. Like it 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 wasn't flawless, but like what what are you looking for flawless? We talking about like a fucking shit about some fucking space shit. Like it's like like it, you you're not expecting the Godfather out of out of Star Wars, you know. Uh, so the nitpicking that I did, the the little bit of flaws that I that I found, I was largely able to accept and ignore, and I was thoroughly impressed. Like I loved it. Like I really liked it, and I, I was I enjoyed it to the fullest. I've, I've seen it. I've only seen it twice, but if it was up to me, I'd have seen it way more times. Um, I thought that it introduced new characters. That were great, which I, I honestly coming in, I expect I didn't really have high expectations for the new characters. I thought like I didn't want them to overdo the old characters to where it was like we're making a new Star Wars movie, but we're hitting you with all old characters because we don't really have shit for this one. I didn't want them to overdo the old characters, but I, I liked the mix of like classic characters with new ones. And it was a good first movie to transition from. This is what you remember from the classics. This is what we're giving you with the new ones. And we're going to slowly transition from the old to the new. And they did a great job of giving us the old, making it good, and giving us the new and making it good. I enjoyed the the new characters. I enjoyed the new villain. I love the fact that uh, compared to the prequels, episodes 1, 2, and 3... Them shits were like all like green screen CGI, like with little substance and 
I don't want to say little substance, but poorly done substance. And this one was like, we had real sets. We had, like, everything about it just felt really well done. And that that J.J. Abrams cared about what he was doing. I think the special effects was kind of dope. It wasn't like... It wasn't like you said. It wasn't green screen, like obviously green screen. Yeah, they kept that shit to a minimum. They used it for effect, and they used it for what they needed it for. Whereas I felt the prequels relied on it heavily, heavily. Like I felt like the prequels were like all green screen, and that was it. And this shit had like real sets and real people. And now tell me this, and 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 maybe it's because I'm. Uh, which I don't, but maybe because I, I don't follow, uh, I haven't followed fully the other ones. Finn, mm-hmm. he's not from a previous. No. Uh, okay, and the girl. No. She. So both of them are not previous. No, those uh, are the new people that I was referring those are to. New people. Yeah. Okay. So after I kind of figured, I was like, I didn't think that he was. Well, I'm. A, I know for certain he wasn't anything, but. Do you think that she's going to develop into like a a real main character and like Yes, they they are to me they are they are going to be the face of the Ray. Right, right. They are the face of the new franchise. The new the new three movies going forward, they're going to be the face of the new franchise, the Luke Skywalker and the Han Solo. They mm. they're going to be the face of the new franchise. And I I I like them. Like I I had no issues with it. And I kind of Going in, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like him because I didn't, I didn't like the fact that in the trailers and shit, Finn looked like a newly freed slave. Like he was like sweating all the time. He got his fucking big ass like, lip hanging I was, out. I was <laughs> noticing with that uh that 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 trailer where they had him in the desert. That was the trailer. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I was like, oh, I remember this. I'm like, why he look all sweaty and shit? He got his big ass bottom lip hanging out, and he just like got his teeth jutting out. I'm like, why he like a newly freed slave? I'm like, what are they doing with this shit? And then Ray just kind of looked like a bitch. And I'm like, I don't know. She actually got a fucked up attitude. I was like, I don't know. The new characters look kind of shitty. But I thoroughly enjoyed the both of them. I thought they were great. They It's it's looking really up. Like, I really like how this is going. Uh, did you... I don't know if it's just... Maybe it's just me. Did you feel like they, they tried to push that his over-affectionate... Being over-affectionate with her grabbing like her hand and she was like reacting to that did that seem like over the top they were like really making more than that there really was yeah no I, I i thought with that the idea was that he felt like as a man he needed to kind of look out for her and it was like her thing of like bitch i don't need your help i got this like mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm an independent woman like i don't need you like and i i kind of got i got that i thought that was cool I think that I thought it was cool. I, just, I don't. Yeah, I thought it was cool, but I, I felt like at some point it seemed like they were making more out of it. Like they were making her reactions like really like extra with it or some shit. I thought that they they might have slightly rushed the the relationship between them two because he was infatuated with her pretty quick, and so I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if I buy this this relationship at this point right, between right. the two of them. I thought that was a little rushed. That was one of my minor, minor nitpicks. But yeah, yeah, that that was like to say that that was. I guess you call it a nitpick. That was one of mine. It's like I felt like they kind of made it too much that she was. They was making it known that she was like really irritated with the fact of him, you know, trying to pull her along, and mm-hmm. you know, and then like the one 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 part of the episode. I mean, one of, uh, of the of the movie. Remember he was like trying to climb. It was in a cockpit, and he was trying to like 
climb up and he was like pushing on her face or something to like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up a look. And it's like they just made too much out of it like it just seemed like it was so extra like that's it's it's that's not a huge part of the movie to be able to like make that scene the scene like she's like so over there she can't be touched or whatever the case is yeah they just wanted to establish that he was kind of like I want to be like this male protector of you. And then she's like, right, right. you know, I got this. Like, I, I'm good. Like, you don't know me, but I'm smooth. Like, I don't need your help like that. And they they did do a bit much to establish that point. But it wasn't really anything to where I felt like, okay, you're doing a bit much at this point. So, so I was cool with it. But Yeah, I, I thought it was. I mean, I, that was just like, like you say, the nitpicking things other than that. But other than that, I thought it was solid. Uh, I seen a, a meme today. Is it today? I think it was today. And... Someone that had the, you, you know, when she came up, she climbed up the mountain. She finally got to Luke Skywalker, and he was, uh, he turned around, and someone had a like I mean, with that exact moment, and it was like a greatest hide and seek player ever. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, did you expect him to like? Did you first of all did you expect him to even be in the episode? I mean, be be in that movie? I did. Like I thought, would, I thought he would be in the movie. Sooner, I thought he would have. I, I didn't think it would just be that one. Yeah, I thought he was going to be in the movie because they built him up as well. They not built him up, but they established that he was going to be in it. So I thought he was going to be in it. And then we got into maybe about two thirds of the way through the movie, and I kind of realized that it wasn't his movie. It was about. Um, his location seemed to be like a sidebar to the whole thing. Like, I mean, it was, I mean, that was the whole reason for them trying to find what the location was of him, you know, whatever. But it, it definitely seemed to be like a sidebar of the movie. Oh, yeah. Once the movie started going. Yeah, it was like they established from the opening, the opening scroll that he was, he was missing. So I thought like the point of the movie was going to be finding him. And it it really it was, but it wasn't. And about two thirds of the way through, I realized I was like, he he might. I thought he. I was like, he might not even be in this. Like they might have actually just fucked with us to make us think that he was gonna be in, and he's not. And then I realized I was like, okay, he's gonna sh- he's pro- probably gonna show up. And then I actually thought I was like, he's probably gonna be like the last shot of the movie. And what I realized is that this movie was. Two things. It was to establish new protagonists, which are Ray and Finn, establish a new villain, Kylo Ren, and transition from the old to the new. So as far as the old goes, this was the this was Han Solo's movie. And to a lesser extent, Princess Leia, this was their movie. I think the next movie is going to be Luke Skywalker's movie. And the, my guess is that Luke Skywalker is probably going to die at, the, in su- at some point in the next movie. Like, I feel like that's going to be his movie. He's going to have epic, badass moments. But that's going to be his that's movie. He's done. Yeah, as an, as, as an old character, he's, that's going to be his movie. He's going to be prominent in the next one. And then it's going to transition from Luke Skywalker as the main old movie protagonist. And we got our two new ones, Ray and Finn. And then at some point, Luke's probably going to die. And then we're going to transition to the third movie as, like, Ray and Finn being the, like, Luke and Han of the third movie. And Kylo Ren having transitioned to full, like, 
Darth Vader caliber. Because I've noticed that with the originals, Darth Vader came in as badass. Like, he was like the main guy. This is our antagonist. He's 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 the guy. But I realize they're, they're transitioning. They're building a villain just like they're building heroes in this one. They ever show, did they ever show Darth Vader having, like, huge weaknesses like they did him? No, and that that's 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 the point. Like I think like they don't want to just say here's our new badass and here's how he's badass. They're saying like I feel like they're building him to be Darth Vader. Like they're they're like we're we're showing you a villain, a top level villain before he's a top level villain. We're going to build him up from a uh, upcoming villain who has these issues and these flaws and these issues and we're going to say this is what's going to get him past this point into ultra villainy. There's going to be something that's going to get him in the next movie where he's going to progress even more. What I told somebody was like, he got cut with a lightsaber at the end across his face. And I said like, that's always a sign of a badass villain is a scar across their face. I thought he's going to be like a super badass of the next movie. And then the third movie, he's going to be like, he's going to be Darth Vader at that point. So I feel like it's like the... The original trilogy was the story of Luke Skywalker becoming a hero. The prequels were the story of Anakin Skywalker becoming a villain. And I feel like this trilogy is the story of both. Ray and Finn from normal everyday life to heroes and Kylo Ren from starting off as like a I'm just getting my feet wet villain into super villainy in a third movie. I feel like we're gonna see everybody's progression. So like I, I, I think that they did that intentionally. Like we're gonna show this guy as like a just just getting his feet wet in villainy and and progressing, showing his flaws and his his hesitance to being evil. To him being full throttle badass villain killer whatever in a third movie. And I kind of dig that. And I feel like a lot of the flaws that people point out from this movie of unanswered questions are intentionally unanswered. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that are going to come to light over the course of two more movies. So I, I, I dig that too. Yeah, I think it, I think the, the next series of... of, of of movies from that should be dope. Um, I like the characters. I like Finn and I like Ray, and uh, I think it'll be dope. Definitely looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, I think uh, so. Go see that shit. By the time we record our next podcast, it should be the number one grossing movie of all time. So get on it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So um, I think we we can wrap up. Um, yeah, my bladder is like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, all but the way. I think as we end the, the, the year, uh, we definitely thank everyone for all of the listens and things of that nature. Uh, you already know all the all the spots you can find us at. Uh, one of the podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and uh, mm-hmm. hope you guys tell more people about our podcast in 2016. And we definitely have better topics, more people, and things of that nature so yeah we and we try to get these t-shirts on deck too like, oh yeah we're i really want to get t-shirts on deck like so i mean i figure like if we're rocking t-shirts people are automatically gonna ask questions what's that what's that what's that and then i feel like if our fans wear them same deal so 
I feel like we can help get more. It it can be like a dual a dual uh, positive thing for the podcast. Like we're we're promoting it. You guys are promoting it. People are gonna ask, and it can help build a little bit more of a uh, audience. So uh, we want to get some t-shirts popping, and yeah, try to try to make 2016 be a little bit bigger than 2015 because we enjoyed it. But I mean, hey. We it's not we got popping really like you know right right we got a little right. bit of listens but we still really ain't shit so let's, let's try to make it a little bit better yeah. we got a better quality of a show we got our little mics and our mic stands and the shit sounds nice so uh, we want to reach a greater audience in 2016 so that's the plan uh, yeah. other than that uh, thanks for listening and yep. uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week peace peace. <laughs>